Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people in attendance at home, from parts unknown, here are your hosts, Jason Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador Gringo Fantastico. It is now time for Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 21 of Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. I am Jason the Turtleneck Hilton with... A very, very tired luchador. Very tired luchador. Legendary luchador Grigo Fantastico. Okay, that's that's enough. That's way too much energy for me to spend. That's like all the energy I have left. So it's going to be a slow show tonight. We used <laughs> all of it right there. Yep, that was it. The power meter is on empty. I got a couple snapples in my fridge getting cold. So we'll see how it goes when I grab one of those earth and rain snapples. <laughs> I was really excited to see that they brought those back. But do you remember the Sobe? Um, they had the the Sobe elementals, and they were like in the yeah with the, the lizard. Wasn't yeah, the lizard the yeah, and it was like they had like it was like a dragon fruit one, and they had like a bunch of different ones. I miss those. I wish they'd bring those back. You know what one I miss, and I totally didn't think about it for a long time. Do you remember Vault? Yeah, I do. I don't know why I loved those things when I was driving down to uh, Mississippi uh, after we did our shoot. We stopped at some gas station and they had fucking vault or no, it was it was a Burger King and they had fucking vault on the in the fountain still. Like recently? Yeah, this was back in like uh late May, like as soon as the shoot was done. Huh. And so we went vault down there. Is, vault is like the TNA of the sodas, like, we're still here. You guys don't know where to find us, but we're here. <laughs> we're still here. We're just in the south. <laughs> Just like TNA Impact. Uh, so what's what's Dixie Carter doing these days? I have no idea. Twenty like, to twenty-five to life. I don't know. <laughs> oh, now she was a ditch. She wasn't a criminal. There's a oh, difference. My bad. My bad. I'm gonna be furious if we look it up and she is in prison. Though. But are we gonna be fast? We're gonna be furious, but are we gonna be fast and furious? Oh, I've met me. I've never been fast. You can ask my old track coach. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I've always been slow. Like when I did my military uh, exam for like when in basic training, like I got like eleven fifty seven. We had to finish in twelve. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that sounds right. That was always my question. Like, all right, I'm good on push-ups. I'm good on sit-ups. What does the time have to be for the run? Yeah. Fuck, I was great with push-ups and sit-ups, man. No problem with that run. Like, oh my God. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I was, uh, I wasn't like, I was 150 pounds back then, right? Right. A and like, but like, my legs have always been like big. I've always had like kind of bigger legs. So I don't have the, the ease of just, da -da 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 -da, you know, <laughs> fucking, I'm not wind resistant. No. or wait am i i i am i don't know how that works wind You're not aerodynamic yeah that too <laughs> wind resistant so like like running or jogging through shit like no it's just i feel like a brick like even more so now i feel like a pile of bricks now but back then i still felt like a brick so speaking of bricks what about all in <laughs> oh my god that's so do you, do you want to talk about the CM Punk stuff first? 
let's talk about the matches briefly and then we'll get All to right. the thing that we'll get to the real thing anyone ever fucking cared about unfortunately <laughs> so they started off where were we blah 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 so for zero hour we started off with mjf and adam cole against aussie open it's just weird that they put that on the pre-show well, I'm guessing the idea was to let MJF and Cole rest so that they could put on their main event. Yeah, true. True. I think it's kind but, of dumb they had a main event. They were partners, and then they had to fight too later. That's so dumb. Yeah, I I don't get that. And what the fuck is with MJF? Is he a heel? Is he a face? What the fuck? If he's supposed to be a heel, no. He's officially a face. He might be the biggest baby face in the entire company at this point. Honestly, I think he's like playing it and i think that at one moment he's gonna fucking turn and it's gonna be like the ultra heel move that's what i think is going to happen like to the point where he's gonna get shit thrown at him right i think that's what's gonna happen i think that they're gonna be like this big thing's gonna go down and i'm surprised it didn't happen at all in oh i, figured, I thought it was yeah. i was saying most of these matches went the exact opposite of how i thought like I, I in no way did I think MJF and Adam Cole were winning this match. Yeah. I thought for sure someone does something, it causes the other person to lose, and then they do the whole I hate you now and I hate you more now. Yeah. Well, it's like, what are they gonna do? Give the titles to Aussie Open? No. Well, they were already the champions, so okay. They just mind. had to keep it. Yeah. So here's my drink of the night. Oh, that's awesome. Pachanga. It's a local brewery. So. Is it modeled after Francois? No. No, it's just it looked just yeah, like I know. It. It's it's a very weird coincidence. So I was supposed to have like a fantastico beer. Like there uh there was a brewery in Indianapolis that was gonna do a fantastico beer. So that might still happen maybe next year or something. You should. If you find out when that beer was made, the one you just showed, mm -hmm. find out if you had Francois first, and you can do some sort of a cease and desist, or at least promote me. Yeah, no, nah, they won't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't even worth fucking barking a tree. Plus, plus it's not because this one has a square nose. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fr Francois has a has a rounded off nose, kind of a pointier nose, actually, not a flat one. My dog is also on the show tonight, if you didn't notice. He, he hasn't... Okay, so I love my dog, but he hasn't shut the fuck up for, like, the last two and a half hours. And my brain fucking hurts because of it. Damn, damn dog. Like I said, I love my dog, but goddamn it, shut up. There's nothing wrong with him. Like, I'm like, okay, do you want treats? Do you want fed? You know, you want water? Do you want blah, blah, blah? No, he wants to eat the cat. The, the cat's hiding underneath my chair in the front room and he's been digging under there trying to play with the cat he doesn't want to hurt the cat but he but that but that's my my other cats don't care they'll play with the rot weather they don't give a shit but that cat my youngest cat has always been afraid of the dogs and she won't come out of the fucking thing anyway that's a whole different fucking conversation for another time still more interesting than most of what i gathered from all in so no i'm not gonna say that that's not fair but anyway yeah Continue on. 
Ah, so next up we had the match that started the controversy, Hook versus Jack Perry. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Hook needs to get the fuck out of there before that place. I know Taz says he wants him to go to WWE. Why not? Like, he really, should, why not? Should. Put him in NXT, man. He could work with those guys. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I didn't get, we'll talk about the match in a second, but that's what I'm starting to look, look forward to with now with AEW being around for a while. I'm waiting on some of the AEW guys to come to WWE now, establish themselves over there. And since they've been on TV, national like or cable tv like vince can't change their names because it's too fucking obvious you know oh, sure mean? he can he definitely will he could try but like people aren't gonna buy it that's the thing with like some of these guys when they came in they were on the indies and they were on like reign of honor that which didn't really have too much like tv exposure so they could bring like tyler black in and change his name to seth rollins you know what i mean they could bring in you know, uh, whoever, but they didn't change, they didn't change Samoa Joe, but I think it's because Samoa Joe was on, on impact. He was very like on TV. So Brian Pillman Jr. signed with them. And my fear is instead of the loose cannon, he's going to be like the tight pistol, Johnny Johnson. Oh God. I hope not. I hope they just let him be himself. Although there's no way they're going to say pistol on WWE. Never mind. I I take that name back. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, with him, I, I hope they do, but I'm I'm interested in seeing some of these guys come over there. Like you're gonna see like some just finally get sick of the crap and just I'm not saying AEW's all crap. I'm just saying there's some people that, that that style of of animosity in the backstage just doesn't gel for them and they're gonna I really, move. I really think they could bring in um Big Bill, whatever yeah. his name is now. Morrissey. Yeah. Will, William Morrissey. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, or anyways, Powerhouse so, Hobbs. Like, he'd be great over there if they gave him a chance. Yeah, especially now, like, that... I mean, they need another, like, really, like, muscle-bound... And I'm not... This is not a racist thing. This is just that they need another big muscle-bound guy because of Big E having to retire. Right. And Powerhouse kind of fits that that power that power like style that big muscle muscular fucking like tank because big e was a fucking tank oh yeah you know yeah but he i I don't know if he's ever going to come back but like that's a perfect time to bring someone in there that kind of like big e i know like because i know the reason why i even said it was not a race thing because people online fucking think everything's and that's not what it was it's just they're both big guys and they both have similar styles you know like that it would and I don't want to rip, fuck it. Like, that's the thing. We're doing a show. I'm afraid to say anything. If someone listens, they're going to be like, oh, that, that guy was a, fuck you. <laughs> there, take that. Fucking get mad about me telling you to go fuck off. You know who else would fit just fine in that role? Wardlow. Hmm. Like, as many start and stop pushes as he's had, just start him over. Yeah, Wardlow. See, I, Wardlow, I don't think Wardlow fits it as well, though. Like, he's a big, he's more like Bill Goldberg, I think. Like, not quite as, like... Dominant? Yeah, dominant. But, like, he... I don't know. Like, Powerhouse is, like... He's almost, like... He and he and, and Big E are, like, the same size. Like, they're just big, bulked-out dudes. Like, it seems like Wardlow's more, like... He's kind of, like, a slender... I see more Rob Van Dam and Wardlow than I do, like, Big E. Okay. I don't know why. I just do. 
if Wardlow could move like Rob, which in that no fucking way, but Wardlow always reminded me of like the because when he especially when he had the ponytail and shit, he always reminded me of Rob Van Dam. That was another one. Why cut off the ponytail then do nothing? <laughs> because, uh, like, I would love to know the meeting that he was in when they go, okay, so we're going to have them cut off your ponytail. That's it. <laughs> He's like, why? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my biggest. Like I said, those guys over in NAW are talented. Like, they're all of them are so talented. The, the only thing I don't like about it is like their storylines just like WWE story, WWE storylines pull me in and d- they pull me in. They always disappoint me at the end, but they pull me in. AEW storylines don't even pull me in. Like, like I, I'll watch it and I try to get behind it. And I just can't, I can't care. Like I try to care and I'm just like, why? Like well, they're hey. not going like to go anywhere anyway. Well, hey, as Miley Cyrus so elegantly said, the journey is usually a part you remember <laughs> anyways. <laughs> the vocal fry. <laughs> the journey is the other about that. The one thing about that I loved is they did one of the clips and someone put in this like bulldog in a cage going, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> I absolutely love those. Whenever I see him, I always watch him because poor Miley, poor Miley. Like I've heard Miley is just a very wonderful person. And like she just, Got the fucking. I mean, I guess it's not as bad as Taylor Swift having that person make that goat video. No, (laughs) or when Beyonce asked the internet to not repost the picture of her at the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna blow your mind. Don't ask the internet to be nice. It's not gonna happen. Just ignore it. Poor Beyonce had to deal with that whole fallout of fucking dipshit Kanye running out going. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I think that that Beyonce had the best video ever to like Taylor Swift. They're like, "What the fuck did I do to you, bro?" Like, <laughs> thought we were friends. Like, what are you doing? You can even see in Beyonce's eyes, like, this is not the time or place for this, dude. Yeah, that guy, Jesus Christ. I'm I'm glad that he toppled because what a fucking dumpster fire. Seriously, right? Fuck and Kanye. Who around him didn't have the common decency to pull him aside and say? Hey, dude. Um, listen. You can't say Nazis are cool. Like, yeah. I I know I didn't write that down in the instruction booklet, but I also didn't think I had to. Yeah. Yeah, that's what a dumbass. Someone should have just went up to Kanye and fucking smacked him and like, shut the fuck up. Your music is fucking mid. Your fucking attitude is fucking a joke. You're a joke. Shut the fuck up. Your mom's a whore. Game over. Damn, where is Will Smith when you need him? He could have done that slap. Yeah. <laughs> well, you remember the Friday the 13th video game, right? Yes. Did you ever see where the video game nerd did it? Yes. At the end, because he's like, he's like, you and your friends are dead game over. He's like, this guy just comes, they have the boss to come out and say, fuck you, fuck your pets, your pets are dead. Something <laughs> like that, like your pets are being skinned alive, your mom's a whore, you suck at life, game over. Oh, yeah, like, something like a game over that was fucking great i think that was one of the first reviews i ever saw from him and then i just went down the rabbit hole like he is why i bought an nes again (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's awesome oh shit okay so let's get back to the hook jack perry debacle 
It's a debacle. <laughs> As Vince would say. So yeah, Jack Perry says he's going to retire the FTW championship, which is interesting because it's not a recognized championship. Like, you're retired. If I could quote a lovely woman on a American Airlines flight, that championship is not real. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to defend it. Okay, I'm okay. going to put it into perspective and defend it for you. Neither was the million-dollar belt. True. Ted DiBiase's belt was the same thing. Like, that belt didn't mean shit. Like, it was, it was a... It was a... a story piece but it wasn't like a recognized chance i always saw the the ft uh, ftw belt as like the million dollar belt just not as prolific you right I mean? that's kind of what i no offense to taz but no definitely not as prolific as the million dollar belt oh no i just wanted that joke that's no oh, okay <laughs> my bad sorry like believe me sorry. it if cm punk was actually going to defend his championship at all out i would make the joke there too <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to fucking rain on your parade. You're good. I was just like, I was, I was trying to defend AEW for once. (laughs) Like I was trying to defend them, you know, trying to make sure I wasn't being a dick and be like, no, no, I give a a story piece. It's okay. Fuck. So, so yeah, this is when we had the it's real glass Crimea River spot. (laughs) Yeah, when did he do that? Like right before he did it, or yeah, so. He does a rolling thunder on the roof of the car to hook on the hood. Then he looks into the camera and says, it's real glass. Cry me a river. The problem is he said it with his, like, very not tough voice. Real glass. (laughs) Cry me a river. And then Hook, like, does a back body drop and Perry hits the real glass and cuts himself up. Yeah, which and... here's here's the thing that blows my mind about this. Obviously, CM Punk decided it was a shot at him. Yeah, but the story was that Perry was told by Tony Schiavone not to do it. He was told by management not to do it. So now the question is, did they know he was going to do that? And by him saying "Cry me a river," you're basically insulting the higher ups of AEW. Yeah, well, I think that from what I heard from various sources was that he uh that they were trying to get him to fucking listen and he wouldn't listen and so they asked punk to go talk to him you know because punk's you know trying to become a locker room leader you know and like i said as much as i don't i didn't ever really cared for phil i'm on phil's side on this because like it's i think phil because from what i heard was phil went up to him and he was like listen don't use real glass because you know look what happened to bill goldberg when he tried to use real glass don't use it it's going to cut you up and then you're not going to be able to to wrestle you're not going to be able to do the shows and especially like if you're if you do something stupid on collision now you're not at wembley stadium right and and i think that and i think punk told him that and fucking jack perry was already probably I don't know. He probably had people in his ear, I guess. Oh, don't listen to that fucking guy. Stupid, you know? And then Jack Perry, for some fucking reason, thinks he's got any clout at all, and he doesn't. He's a fucking... He's a he's a lower mid-card NXT worker at best. Right. The only thing he's got going for him is he can sell. 
Like he's he's great at selling, but as a worker, I don't give two shits. Nothing he does offensively like makes me be like, oh, I don't care. Like all I know is when someone hits him, he makes it look like it hurts. And that's good. But like I said, he's lower mid Carter in NXT at best. So shut the fuck up and listen to a guy who's been in the industry for like 30 fucking years who's trying to help you not hurt yourself. You know, like, ugh. that's like if, cause like I, you know, I occasionally talk to Crowbar and you know, Crowbar's real big on like safety and shit, you know, like don't do stuff that's stupid that's going to hurt you. Is would would have would Jack Perry have said the same thing and got pissy with Crowbar about it if Crowbar came up to him and was like, "Don't do that. It's fucking stupid." Right. You know. So the thing is, is that I think it's just that that Jack Perry had some fucking some elitist in his ear that was like, "Yo, fucking listen to him. He's fucking stupid." Blah, blah, blah. And it, and it escalated into like these guys told Punk to ask him, and Punk did because he was legitimately trying to make sure he didn't get hurt and jack perry listened to other people were like fuck you you can't tell me what to do you know what i mean so and you know what if i was phil i'd have fucking knocked this block off too right if i would have been backstage and he went on fucking television to be a dick like i'm just throwing this out there i can't picture the brooklyn brawler calling out hulk hogan during a pay-per-view right i mean it's pretty damn close to the same thing on a on the scale i mean this gets scaled down as a whole but it's still right you know what i mean like yeah you wouldn't do that you know fuck even like back in the 80s even like fucking like smash or like jyd wouldn't even have fucking done that to hulk hogan right you know what like, i mean so yeah jack perry needs to fucking to quote the rock know your fucking role and shut your mouth because that it's shit like that that's ruining that fucking company especially when they had that huge gate at Wembley which was fucking amazing that they pulled that off and no one cares all they're talking about like we're right now we're talking about fucking Jack Perry being a little cunt you know I mean just shut the fuck up and and listen to the people that have been around for a long time especially when they're trying to protect you so one of my friends is listening to the Tony Khan all-out media call yeah. The first question was, will CM Punk be on All Out? And, you know, the show's in four days, so he has time to give a yes or no on this. And here was his answer. There's an investigation and I can't comment. That's it. He didn't go on and say, and because of that, there's not enough time to book him or anything. Which I don't even get. You were there. You saw the whole thing happen. Apparently, it was so close to him that a monitor fell on him. Like, what are you investigating? Yeah, it was like last night. We we're talking about like how what are they going to do? Bring in fucking fucking Hercule Perot or fucking like Gregory Helms, investigative right, like, reporter, to fucking come and break the news or break. Is Inchi Private Eye available? What are, What are you talking about? <laughs> like, dude, you own the company. If this isn't the time for you to step up and say, I'm sick of this shit, straighten it up, I don't know what is. See, but the, if if this would have been 1994, this would have been a perfect opportunity to bring in Leslie Nielsen and George Kennedy. Oh my god, that would be great. To like try to get behind who's who's in charge, you know? Um, or who 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 caused the problem. That was funny, like the fucking two undertakers thing. Um 
so i don't that just popped in my head i was like that's funny um and what was no. it wrestle ops tweeted there is footage of the incident that took place between cm punk and jack perry at all in as there are cameras all over wembley which basically means we have footage and the fans said can we see it no no you cannot <laughs> now i will say this punk probably shouldn't now if 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 jungle jung, jungle whatever jack perry got in his fucking face it was giving him shit in his face and cm punk's like get the fuck out of my face and he didn't do it then fucking by all means knock that motherfucker out right okay but if it went back there and punk got in his face and once again i can't blame phil because everyone around there seems to be attacking him like every time he turns around, someone else is fucking bitching at him about something. I think honestly, all of them are getting together and they're trying to get him fired. That's what I think they're doing because I think he came in and the spotlight went shifted from everybody else to CM Punk because it was so big that he'd come back. It pissed off the fucking EVPs. It pissed off all the fucking AW original guys because they're all fucking friends. And they're doing everything they possibly can to get to compromise him so that he leaves or he gets fired. That's what I think is going on. So I can't blame Phil for fucking jumping the handle, you know, flying off the handle like that. Because after fucking everyone and their mother is getting on your ass about everything, sooner or later, you're going to pop off. Oh, yeah. You know, and especially he's probably already pissed off about the travel situation. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, that that happened, too. What the fuck? There's Which, another like, thing. That's probably... How much do you want to bet that fucking Tony's like, okay, uh, EVPs, you need to get this travel thing figured out. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, we're going to figure it out for everybody else. Right. Like, he's the only one this is a problem with? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't think it's Tony because Punk no, needs fucking money. When, apparently when Punk came back for the first suspension, yeah, Tony was... He was like yelling at Gorilla, Sam Punk, Sam Punk. Like, okay, showing a little bias there, but I get it. <laughs> Man, I would, you know, okay, and here's another thing they could do with this situation they could have Jack Perry and CM Punk have a match. That would be fun. Like, actually make some money off of this. Put them in one of those Moxley matches. Right. They have to really fucking, yeah. Because, like, from now on, whenever I see the Young Bucks, I know nothing is going to get resolved with them and CM Punk on television. No, like not at all. Um, one thing I think that they could do in this situation, this is a perfect fucking opportunity for fucking Tony Khan to become Mr. McMahon. Yes. It's a perfect fight. That's fight. a you great call. Fucking use this to your advantage. You know, all he's do is he come out and he comes to the ring. I'm fucking tired of everyone in the back acting like a bunch of fucking high schoolers. I've tried to build this and make this a friendly fucking place for everybody. And you're not going to, you know, you guys have all ruined my vision of what it is. Well, no more fucking Mr. Nice Guy. Now it's all going to be business. and You're all going to fucking cater to what I tell you to do. That's all he's got to do. And this fucking shit means something. They can take this fucking negative and just boom, you know. That's yeah, my like opinion. I still say how great would it have been instead of suspending Andrade, make him do a match with Sammy Guevara. Yeah. And if he does something stupid, right. If he does something stupid, 
then get rid of them. Either one of them. Yeah. Yeah, why not? That's what they used to do back in the day. Right. Shawn they Michaels fucking... and Bret Hart hated each other. Yeah. And it, but for 99% of the time, they still were professional about it, though. Right. That's the difference between the AEW locker room and the WWE locker room. It's also They're probably the, professionals. It's also probably the huge difference of you walk through the gorilla and you see Tony Khan versus you walk through gorilla at around 97 and you see Vince McMahon. Yeah, because everyone sees that ah, Tony, hey, we're buddies, right? Everyone comes to gorilla in 97. They're like, oh, fuck, I better have a good match. This motherfucker's gonna fire me. Right. Like, I guarantee you that if Big Swole was, well, Big Swole was fired from WWE. What am I talking about? Would, when Big yeah. Swole was fired, or not brought back, whatever the proper terminology is for her contract that I don't know. Yeah. I guarantee she wasn't saying, yeah, Triple H and Vince McMahon smoked weed with me. <laughs> Which she said she was smoking weed with Tony Khan, so. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I just don't... <sighs> You know, and I've said this a hundred times and other people are saying it too on the socials is that the fucking inmates are running the asylum over there. They totally are. And and as much as I would love to see AEW fucking like do well and like get to the point where they're like getting the same numbers, because if they do well, they can all get along and they can fucking all work together to make that special over there and be a real competitor for WWE, because that's what the business needs right now. Because right now, nobody's competing with one another. They just all have their own fucking shows. Occasionally, something uh, like Collision and a PLE happen. But the PLE fucking dominates. Right. If if they would all work together and put their fucking stupid petty shit on the fucking back burner and say, listen, we need to make this as big as we can. That's good for everybody. That's good for all of us, like as fans. Because then they're all going to have to fucking step it up a notch to fucking compete. And you know what? As as much as I fucking don't like fucking uh, Vince Russo, because he's a kind of a dumbass. Kinda. But yeah. Well, I'm trying to be polite, so he only gets kind of a dumbass, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he is right about one thing, and this is how I promise we're gonna get back into the into the fucking matches and shit, but. He, Vince Russo's idea of crash TV isn't necessarily a bad idea. But you don't want to do what you want to do is you want to have a balance. And that's what the Attitude Era like was made for people with short attention spans. You know, that's what that was. That's what crash TV is was the Jerry Springer fucking but it was like real quick bam bam bam. He's not wrong. But what they need to do is they need to start off with fucking match like a 10 minute match. Then they need to have some crash TV. You know, with some just ridiculous over-the-top storylines that are funny. And that's that's another thing I'll get into in a minute. Fucking, the wrestling is missing humor. But, because um, that was one of my favorite aspects of watching wrestling is when it's funny. But anyway, do your crash TV for like, fucking Raw three hours. Do an hour's, hour's worth of crash TV in the middle. You yeah, know what I mean? that'd be and, fair. And lead it into a fucking more mature third hour. You know? 
start off like you fucking wrestling your your wrestling purists they want to see a good match but seth rollins up against fucking chad gable something that people can like really be like oh this is a really cool technical fucking match then you throw the luchadors and you let the luchadors do some cool shit right then you get into your fucking you start your storylines your crash tv storylines kind of like start them off kind of tame and then by the time you get to that into that second hour it's getting more too mature and then as your last hour is that's when you start really putting in the hardcore matches and the and that shit but in the middle of that during those crash tv segments half of the first hour all of the second hour and the beginnings of the third hour you you add you do your like brutalness your crash tv and you add some fucking comedy to it because that's the problem it's not funny aew is not funny like wwe is the antithesis of funny the only thing funny about that is the fact that I waste time watching it. That's the only fucking thing because it pisses me off because I don't want, and, and that's like I said, I agree with Vince Russo here. It's like, I don't want to see five 20 minute matches. I don't care. I don't have, to, I don't have time. Like, cause usually when I'm watching wrestling, I'm not like glued to the TV. Like I was as a teenager, I'm doing something else. Oh no. I guarantee if raw is on laundry is being folded. Right. It's 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 time to have some background noise or something you can just watch while you're fucking doing a task. And WWE needs to realize that that's their problem. They need to make it so that people are in the they start folding their laundry and then they're fucking like folding the same towel for like forty five minutes because they get distracted by what's going on on the screen. And they've made it clear there are some people that you just don't even have to care. Like with AEW, if I see Commander walk out. I know I can go make a sandwich because I know what's going to happen. I'm yeah. going to see the jump from the top rope, middle rope, top rope, middle rope. He's going to run across the top rope and do a dive. Then, depending on who he's in the ring with, he's going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. And I just... There's like, just... if anyone thought Moxley was going to lose to Commander, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, unfortunately, you're you're not a very savvy. I'm not gonna say you're dumb. I'm just gonna say you're not a very savvy wrestling viewer, right? You know. In fact, a doorknob is more of a savvy wrestling viewer than you. But it's just that's the kind of thing they really need to bump it up a notch. Right now, they're just. It's become especially WWE. It's become so fucking like paint by numbers. They're skating. Paint by numbers. Let's not cater to the wrestling fan. Let's cater to our sponsors. That kind of shit. The thing is, and it's just like Howard Stern, you know, if you ever watch Private Parts. Oh, yeah. You watch Private Parts, he's doing this shit and they lose viewers. And he's like, wait, you're, they're going to come, you know. And he starts doing more and more stuff. And then the people start coming in because it gets popular. Because people don't want to see that same stupid, like, family-friendly bullshit. You know what I mean? AEW doesn't do a lot of family-friendly bullshit. But their family-friendly bullshit doesn't make any sense. Like No, and... in fact, every storyline in AEW right now is, are you my friend? I thought you were his friend, but you're my friend. Well, it's like Cornhead always calls it all friends wrestling. Oh, no, think of it. Every storyline is, uh, what what is it? <laughs> of course, I blank right there. It's FTR and the Young Bucks, like, hey, man. You disrespected us. I thought we had respect for each other. You didn't even shake our hand. Like, yeah, I was mad. Okay. I was mad. 
<laughs> That's funny. Hangman, you and Kenny, what's going on? I was drunk, but we're friends. <laughs> and then MJF, Adam Cole, and Roddy Strong. Where Roddy's going, I thought you were my friend. You're hanging out with him more. Which, first of all, Roddy, why you want to go to a trampoline park is beyond me. But moving on. Yeah. Jesus. And you're right, it is. And and also, like, you're two... You have MJF with two of the your biggest titles. Like, you've got him running two separate storylines now. Right. And it's like, MJF's... A, he's a good talker and he's a, he's a decent worker. But I don't want to see MJF that much. No, he you know needs I mean? to be used sparingly. That's how he became as famous as he is. Yeah. Yeah, that shit doesn't work. Like, it's having him wrestle more than fucking, like, WWE does with all their champions. Like, okay, we're only gonna, you're only gonna wrestle, except for Seth Rollins, who does wrestle all the time. But, like, Roman fucking shows up every two months. You know what I mean? Brock Lesnar showed up every, what, four? Right. He was champion. You know? Like, it just, something has got to fucking change, because I've been a diehard wrestling fan my entire life. Wrestling, I mean, fuck, you and I both, we we fucking got into wrestling. You know, like, it was huge part of our lives. I'm finding myself being so upset about it, I don't even watch it anymore. And that's a fucking problem. When you're losing your diehard fans because you, you your promotions, you as a story, like, your storytellers don't give a shit. They're just phoning it in on both sides, A-W-W-E, W-W-E, like, they're too many w's um why if they don't care why should i care right you know and and it sucks the fact and i hate it because like i wrestling has been huge it's been a huge part of my life i want to watch wrestling it's something that was fun for me it was a huge part of my childhood i have fond memories it's what my dad and i did to bond right it's the only fucking thing my dad and i did to bond you know and now, like you're, you guys have all decided it's so corporate now that you don't even fucking, you don't even care. Like, oh, I will like, flat out say I just got done watching Raw, and half of it you could totally skip. Yeah. Like there was a fun match with Zayn and Damian Priest. There was a really good match between Gable and Ludwig Kaiser, and the rest. Uh, Zoe Stark versus Becky Lynch was just weirdly booked. Because yeah. Trish was interfering all the time, but then wouldn't break up the pins. And you just go, if it's no DQ, just get in there and kick her ass. Like, stop stop being dumb. <laughs> yeah, that whole storyline's dumb. We'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so so who went over in the jungle boy hook match? Hook went over, yeah? Yes. So the FTW championship is back where it was one month ago. With Taz's family. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, and... Next up, we had in his second physical moment of the night, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. And boy, this crowd was firmly behind Joe. Like they sang the um, Cult of Personality song when CM Punk came out. But man, they started chanting for Samoa Joe right away. And and that's a whole that's another fucking thing where they've tried to fucking turn the fans against him with all this shit. Like, and it's not Tony Khan. Tony Khan spent a lot of money getting punk there. 
Yes. He wants them to stay and make that you know investment back. It's these fucking children in the back, like wanting him to fail. So now they have, with all their bullshit on social media and all their dumbass crap, now they've fucking turned the crowd. Because I'm I'm sorry, but the AEW fan base, most the majority of them, it's a fucking cult. Yes. And it's like not a cult like ECW, where it's like I don't want to fuck with those guys. I don't want to fuck with the ECW fucking hardcore people fans because they're crazy. This is like everybody's fucking crying like fucking pity party and all of them want to do is throw a pity party and get rid of a guy there that's trying to help right like i'm sorry punk strikes me as the kind of person who wants to make money doing this yeah like i'm still curious what the crowd in chicago is going to do if cm punk is not there because you know people in chicago bought those tickets expecting cm punk oh yeah Yep. Yeah, Tony would have to fucking refund everybody. Of course, cards are subject to change. Right. But now I did love Samoa Joe did probably my favorite move that he does in all of wrestling. He moved. Like Punk did something off the top rope and Joe just walked away. (laughs) Oh, yeah, just walking like, yeah, he's nonchalantly like took a step forward. I think my favorite time he ever did that. (laughs) Was um Christopher Daniels in TNA does the best moonsault ever, and Joe just walked away. <laughs> and like now that we've established you can do that, why don't more people do that? You're right. Yeah, Joe doing that's really funny. He didn't do that much in WWE. No, I think I only remember him doing it once, maybe twice. Then again, he, his whole WWE run was so underwhelming. Well, he got injured half the time. Yep. And all, I mean, no no fault of his own. But, like, he was injured the whole time, so they didn't want to put any stock into him. Because he was injury prone. They just had him in there, and they're like, okay, he's doing all right. Maybe we'll do something with him. But it seemed like any time they got him to a point where he was starting to do something, he fucking got hurt again. So you can't really blame them too much for it. But at the same time... They didn't give him a chance. No. At they, least not on the main roster. Yeah, well, they gave him some matches with what? With Roman? Yes. And with... Uh, oh, fuck. Um, I'm blanking as Seth, well. Seth. You know, but, like, I won't... You know what I would have loved to have seen? Fucking Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. Right? That would have been so much fun. That would have been fucking cool. And we didn't get that. I'm waiting on our truth to come back because I'm hoping they still do like Brock Lesnar still like does, oh, wants to work with our truth because that shit that was funny, dude. Our truth is funny. Oh, Brock has said he loves our truth. Yeah. Which our truth, like you said, he is hilarious. Yeah, like now that that stupid 24-7 title's gone. And he's like 50 something. Yeah. And he looks like that. Dude, he looks better than almost everybody in there. Right? You know? Um, WWE has some really great opportunities right now, and I really hope they take... They they really make them. Like, LA Knight is their biggest commodity right now. And I know they don't want to pull the trigger on him just yet, because they want him to build a little bit more to make it an impactful thing. I would love... You know, we'll get into this. Let's go through... Let's go... All right. remind, remind me when we get to WWE shit, and I will talk about it. 
So next up, we had the Golden Elite of Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, and... Oh my god, Kota Ibushi. Why am I blanking on names now? Kota Ibushi's still there? Yeah. Ah, Well, he's coming in for big stuff. I haven't seen him on regular TV. Yeah. But I think he's also still injured. Is he? Why they haven't been working? Because apparently they don't care about that. Like, same reason they have Soraya working. (laughs) As champion now, which we'll get into in a minute. And they went against Jay White, Juice Robinson, and one of my favorite rising stars, Takeshita. Takeshita's all right. I like him. You know what what talent in in, uh, AEW that I really like? And it's like, I want to see them do more with him, although I don't think they will. Yeah, They do stuff with him, but just not bigger wheeler yuda i think wheeler yuda is a fucking like under underutilized fucking star you know and uh, fitting agrees with me it's one of his fa- fucking favorite his work uh he said his match that one of his matches he had in, in chikara with wheeler yuda is like his favorite match he was ever in like he said he loves all of his he loved a lot of his matches he goes his matches with with wheeler were his favorite He's certainly gotten better since joining up with the BCC. Probably why they put him with him, so he could learn. It's very possible. Yeah. I mean, especially when he had Regal in there for a while, kind of saying, hey, do step this way, not that way. And you got Moxley, like, when he's coherent, probably knows a lot of, you know, a lot of, he has really good advice. And, uh, you know, Danielson, and definitely, well, he's worked with, Claudio before, because Claudio, I think Claudio was one of the people that trained. He was in Chikara, yes. Yeah, he was a trainer there. Yeah, and I think Claudio trained was one of the people that trained Wheeler. So I think that's where that comes from. Well, that's got to be cool. You're in a major company and doing a stable with the guy who trained you. I I think so. I'll have to ask Ophidian for sure, but um, yeah, I think that'd be. I think we need to have a show where we bring Ophidian on here and we fucking dive into Chikara. That'd be cool. We don't have to talk about all the crazy shit that happened towards the end. I don't want to talk about that stuff because that's all done with. And I don't, I don't need to know the details. I just want to talk about all the cool shit that happened in Chikara. So I'm going to have to get him back on here again. No, that'd be awesome. I'm totally down. And I'm trying to get him since he's friends with Wheeler. I'm trying to get him to get a hold of Wheeler for me. <laughs> if we get Wheeler Yuta on the show and I can fucking fanboy over him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that much, but when dude, I, I have the chance, damn it. He's dude, he's so good. Like he's like you said, he's not he's not like headlining yet. Like he's not there yet, but he's fucking getting there. Right. And I, I and I don't know why he gets hate. Like I know Cornette fucking hates him, and I don't understand where that hate's coming from. Because he's a good fucking worker. He doesn't cause problems backstage. He just fucking does his fucking job and listens. Like, you know, it's amazing that we've gotten to the point of doesn't cause problems backstage is now a highlight when it used to be just, I expect that. Right. Right. <sighs> okay. Moving on. Oh, we didn't mention who won. So, blah, blah, blah. Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Takeshita are the ones who were victorious in this whole thing. And who? And I already forgot who they were fighting. It was it was Kodobushi and who? 
Kota Ibushi, Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega. Ah, uh, okay. Well, Kenny's fucking, like we were talking about last night, his fucking bone structure looks like it's made out of the same shit as fucking marshmallow cream. Right? I don't think you're going to see a lot of, like, big high spot matches. You can maybe see a few here and there with Kenny, but I think he's going to keep it. Because those six-man tag matches are great for him. Yeah, he's tagging a whole lot more, which is probably indicative of, I'm hurting a lot. Well, that's what they did with Dynamite when he went... um, when he was started getting really bad as they kind of had him, he was with still with Davey, so he was able to still be there. And Davey just kind of did the, all, the, all of the workload. And occasionally he would come in and try to do something, but he wouldn't be taking a lot of bumps. That's probably why. And Coda, too. So basically, when you're looking at that, Hangman, <laughs> is, Hangman is the only one who's healthy. And then he had that fucking injury last year that was kind of scary. Oh, he did. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, like, those three guys are like kind of fucked up, and that yeah. sucks. I, I, I hope they don't get more fucked up. You know, like I don't know where the Kenny Omega hate comes from either. I don't get it. He's fine. Like, he's not the be all end all of wrestling, but he's fine. You know, he, he, he. When he wrestles, he makes it look good. You know, what I mean, like what he does, it looks good. There's a lot of crazy, over the top stuff that i'm just like okay whatever but at the same time it's like and also he's, he sells too oh yeah he's not just going in there and he's not he's just comes in there and he's like a fucking killing everybody and kicking their ass he sells like a million bucks like it I might be because he's injured and it really is hurting him <laughs> like i definitely <laughs> prefer his work that he was doing in japan but no he's a perfectly good perfectly capable wrestler i in my not so humble opinion, I think he's a twinge overrated by some people online. Agreed. Like Meltzer. Yes. Like, yeah. no, once I forgot what website it was, but there was this one website where you could bet on things about wrestling. One of them was how many stars a match would get. The starting for his second match with Okada was seven stars. Yeah. And so the entire idea was. So we're expecting not only a broken scale, but a broken scale by two. Like, that's the minimum we're expecting from this. It could be, it could be fucking Omega in the ring. Was that joke from Airheads? They could just have Pip farting on a snare drum. Right. Right. It could be Omega in the ring farting on a snare drum and fucking Meltzer would give him two stars. And I'm and I'm and the sad thing is is I'm I don't doubt it and I'm not kidding. Like that's sad. <laughs> it is. It really, really is. Uh, next up we had FTR versus the Young Bucks, which I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Lots of super kicks. Lots of super kicks. Not from that's FTR. My, I got a question though. Let's hypothetically the Young Bucks go to WWE. Does Shawn Michaels come up to the and say, hey, you want to tell me why you bastardized my fucking finisher assholes? Well, yeah, you should say that. Because they've made, well, I mean, everyone does fucking super kicks now anyway. Right. I mean, fucking the, like the everyone Usos. Does, oh, like everyone does pile drivers now. It means nothing. Yeah. Could you imagine seeing a match with uh, the Bucks versus the Usos? They oh would just God. be super kicks kicking. All day. They'd be super kicking each other for 20 minutes. Is it clang, 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 clang? It'd be like playing a game of fucking Pong when you're three and it just came out at Sears. 
right? And you're like, oh, Pong. I mean, I'm not, not me because Pong was out before I was born. But just like, wow, 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 wow. That's what it's going to be like. Constant like leg slapping. I'll break. <laughs> I'll break kayfabe here and let everybody know that that's why it's it's not the impact. People are going to be mad at me for this, but it's not the impact of the kick that's making that noise. It's they slap their fucking sides of their fucking tights right as they do it. That's what it, the noise is. Oh, there was a picture. It was backstage WWE in like the gorilla position, and it said no leg slapping. <laughs> well, that obviously wasn't followed. No shit. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's still cool. I'm not like knocking them for doing it. I'm just like some people are like, oh, they're kicking him. I've seen people online like saying, oh yeah, they're kicking him in the face. It's, it's I wonder how they're gonna be able to get you know. And they're I'm like, are you fucking dumb? Like. <laughs> Take the fucking match, put it on your computer, move it frame by frame, and you can see exactly what they're doing. It's right. not fucking rocket science. When I was filming that wrestling movie, The Wrestler, yeah. I was still not 100. I was training at that point, and I wasn't 100% like, like, they didn't let me in all the way yet. So I didn't know a lot of the tricks and things like that. And so when I was, but I was filming this, these moves, these wrestlers, like, I wish I still had my footage for that dude. Cause I had some really cool footage from that, but um, I would frame by frame move it. So you could see exactly because my buddy GT Vega, who was in my movie. So fucking good that me and my buddy at the time, who was also a trained wrestler and me, and we're watching and we see how fast it is. And we look at each other like, how the fuck did he do that? Right. And so we put it, and it was a really close angle. So I was able to go into my editor and move it frame by frame to see exactly how he did it and how quick it was. And my buddy and I liked each other like, holy shit. And then like, then I went up to him and was like, I'm wise to you, bro. <laughs> Dude, Vega, I wish GT Vega would have made it in... in he had some NXT tryouts and shit. I wish he would have made it in. That guy is so goddamn entertaining. But he's he's a lot older now. He, there's no way they'd let him. Well, I mean, they might still because they got LA Knight in there. He's an older guy. You know, it, it still blows my mind. The big hit on LA Knight was he's too old. Meanwhile, Damian Priest is a year older. Yeah, and they're letting him win money in the bank. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like... Like, plus, most of these guys aren't living the super hard-on-your-body lifestyle that people lived in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Man. You know what they also need in like WWE? Finn Balor goes home and plays with Legos, for God's sake. Yeah, right? Yeah, they didn't have any of that shit in the 80s. Right. Except for, like, you know, at least all these wrestlers are probably still going to be alive when they're in their 60s, 70s. Unlike a lot of the wrestlers in the 80s. How the fuck Ric Flair's still alive? I have no idea. I'm not wishing anything bad to happen to him, but goddamn. No, but you talk about a guy who lived a hard life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. It was funny. Who, was it Kenny that said he had done it at like a meeting or something? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, I blame you guys. Well, it's so hard not to do it. Yeah, I try to find myself not saying yeah. Like I try not to say it because now I'm like every time I do it now it's just fucking programmed into my head, which is why the gimmick's getting over. 
Oh yeah, it's fucking it works. easy. I love how Booker T. I wanted man. I I was with when I was on that con a uh, couple weekends ago. Booker T. was there, and goddamn, that guy's huge. I oh, did not. He's somehow bigger. This is just happening with the men's side. Somehow he's bigger and in better shape than he was when he was wrestling. Yeah, probably because yeah. his body yeah. is probably because his body gets to rest and he just goes to the gym and lives his life now. It was funny because they had him right at the table, right next to Sammy Guevara and and Tay Mello. Like it was like I was like, huh, that's weird. But you got a WWE guy who works for WWE, and then you've got you know as a commentator, and then you've got like the one of the fucking people that pissed people off at AEW a bunch. So that would be an interesting combination. But like there, they were all talking and stuff. It was pretty cool. There was some camaraderie there. It was kind of nice to see. Oh, good. Yeah, I was actually, I, I'd never met Booker T before, so I was a little intimidated to go up to him because I didn't know what to talk to him about. I would walk up to him and go, shucky, ducky, quack, quack. <laughs> I would have done that probably because I would have been in my lucha outfit and they would have seen this like fucking out of shape luchador <laughs> walking up going, shucky, ducky, quack, quack. And he'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? You should have gone up and pulled a Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live and just been like, Booker, do, do you remember when, when you won the, the world championship as King Booker? That was awesome. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, like I wanted to go say hi to him, but I was like, I don't, I don't do that very often. Like I'm around celebrities a lot. So it's like not, I don't do that. Like I don't be like, oh, I don't know, man, I'm nervous about it. But Booker T, when I saw him like just his massive size i was like holy shit i'm a little nervous a little nervy to talk to old booker I, like sammy was nothing he was like five feet tall yeah like, i was like i hover over him um and and they were sammy and 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 tay were pleasant they're pleasant people i didn't talk to him much because i i feel bad when i'm when especially if i'm at a con it's like and I'm not like a big star. So it's like, I'm a big star for like trauma, I guess. But like, you know, a lot of people don't really know trauma that much anymore. Like you have to remind them and they're right. like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Toxic Avenger. Um, but I feel bad always going up to them and be like, Hey, you know, I'm so-and-so blah, 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 without paying them for their autograph or paying them for a photo. Like I feel bad about that. So it's like, you guys are here to get paid. I'm not going to like waste your time going up and you know whatever i don't like doing that that's, no that's a fair mentality to have yeah so unless i'm planning on like buying autographs and shit i tend to unless i'm directly need to contact them or talk to them about something because like even even um madeline mcgraw was at the con and she's the little one of the little girl in the black phone and i was going to take a picture with her and send it to cargill um and i didn't want to do that because i felt like i was just wasting her time so and plus i was this big massive luchador walking up to a teenage girl is kind of weird it was weird for me so i know it was really weird for her especially the descriptor would be a large mass man walked up to my teenage daughter <laughs> right well I, I i did tell her i'm like hey i'm one of cargill's friends you know like like I, you know, i'm gonna come over later and like maybe get a picture or something while you're not busy and then i then i just didn't want to bother her after that i was like i'm not gonna bother her she's doing her thing so like i'm i don't know i'm not there yet maybe when i get to like c level i'm, <laughs> I'm an e now and once i get to c maybe i'll start 
doing that more to the other C-level celebrities. <laughs> but yeah, not right now. Uh, anywho, what was the, the next match? The next match was Stadium Stampede, which I will flat out say I did not watch. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's the one where like they go all over the stadium and do all the craziness. Usually there's a few pre-taped things. It's the one where Eddie Kingston came down with a can of gas like a zombie and was going to like, I forgot who was in the hold, but Brian Danielson was holding someone and he starts pouring the gasoline on them. Like, so your plan is to burn them alive? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fucking even the ECW people wouldn't do that. <laughs> like we said, no DQ, but there's a limit at arson. And fucking murder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking first degree fucking murder. Like, no, no, th this isn't like boxing where you punched and it went too far. This is you burned him alive. <laughs> like Randy Orton did to The Fiend, except they filmed it in such a way that you could see the plastic melting. <laughs> did you see the picture Alexa posted about Bray where she was with the fucking burnt suit? Yes. I was like, that's pretty cool. Boy, she's tiny. She is. I. They called her Five Feet of Fury, but I'd be shocked if she comes up that high. Four eleven, maybe. Yeah, like she always has on heels and still looks tiny next to everybody. Yeah. I mm. actually, you know what I think she would be good at? I think she would be a good, not authority figure, but representative of an authority figure. Yeah. Because she be cool. has that like snappy comeback one line ability. The biggest mistake they made with her was when she was doing the evil gimmick, even after Bray was gone and she was still like all fucked up. Right. And she came into the Rumble and every and that was really cool at first. Like they did women's rumble. She came in and everyone backed the fuck off. That was cool. I was like, they backed the fuck off. And all of a sudden all of them ran up and started attacking her. I'm like, no, because what you guys would all do is start attacking each other and avoid her. And then later on, you build to like all trying to team up because she starts getting dominant because of her evil powers, right? That's how you. That's how you're supposed to fucking work that gimmick, right? In a gimmick match, you have a gimmick in a gimmick match, and it's fucking easy, and it's a formula. And you, as much as they like want to follow paint by numbers in WWE, they sure fucking don't follow the right fucking. It's like they're doing a paint by numbers picture, and they've got the wrong key. <laughs> Like, okay, we've got Superman changing in a phone booth. Why does it look like a lion hunting a gazelle? <laughs> I'm going to tweet that out. I'm tweeting that out right now. <laughs> oh, but yeah, this, this whole match, every time, it's just chaos. They never know what to put on camera. Oh, Moxley did the um the skewer spot. Oh, no. So he pulls out a bunch of skewers. I don't know if you've seen this or not. And somehow Penta gets a hold of them and puts them in Moxley's head, then like smacks them in. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Moxley has skewers stuck in his head. That's when Penta does that, not pile driver, but where he flips them upside down. Their head barely doesn't hit the canvas. And he slams them into a pinning position 
with skewers stuck in his head that almost hit the canvas. Oh, god damn it. Like, okay, if you're going to do those moves, you need to not have skewers in your head first, in my not-so-humble opinion. Yeah, I would no also say shit. don't have skewers in wrestling, but... Yeah, that'd be the first option that would make sense. Let's not do stupid shit. Like, like that, sh- that should be like, you know how like trauma has their trauma rules of production? Yes. Right? They need to have that in the AEW locker room where it's like, don't get in fights. Don't be fucking stupid. Like, that needs to be like on there. Like, don't be stupid. Like, I first saw this in TNA Abyss. He used real glass as as if they were thumbtacks like he had a bag of broken glass and that was when i realized why you shouldn't use broken glass not because it'll cut you not because it'll hurt you not because it causes a lot of damage but because on camera and in the audience you can't even see it like thumbtacks at least when you get up you're shiny now right (laughs) and the people can see oh he's shiny that means there are thumbtacks sticking out of him. <laughs> I never thought I would make that critique in my lifetime, but here we are. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the match was won by Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, Eddie Kingston, and Penta, defeating John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Santana, and Ortiz. Oh, and Trent's mom was there. Who's mom? Trent. Trent Beretta. Oh, his, why was his mom there? She drove the minivan out and hands them cookie sheets with cookies on them to attack the Blackpool Combat Club. That's fucking weird and odd. Now, here is my hope. I pray this is true and actually happened. I pray that Tony Khan actually paid to have the same minivan shipped from the u.s to the uk (laughs) just for that spot that would have been funny like i know he has the money for it i i plead to the wrestling gods to just let me believe this i don't know which when she drive when she was driving was the wheel on the the left side or the right side honestly i didn't pay attention (laughs) you'd be able to tell from that just from that yeah i should go back and look at that my guess is it's on the right side but then oh, again, okay. it, it could be a fucking, it could be a mail car, you know, like some of the postal service. <laughs> Who fuck knows? I don't know. Right. Uh, let's see. In the death spot, because there's no way they were going to top all that chaos, we had the women's championship. Okay. Oh, with Soraya and um... Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker. It was like a fatal four way. Yes. Okay, so Soraya and and uh, Tony Tony Storm are in the same faction. Now, how'd that work? Not well, not no? well at all. By the end, was it like a wait gimmick gimmick wise storyline wise, or just like not gelling like for real, or both? Oh no, as in the end of the match. Uh, where is it? I had it written down here. Give me one moment. So yeah, Soraya ends up pinning Tony Storm after spray painting her face. Really? Yes. So what is she going to be like? Is she going face and leaving the femme WO or what? Entirely possible because on Dynamite, 
Tony Storm, which by the way, I love that she's like going back in time as a pinup. Yeah. Like her hairstyle is constantly going to like Marilyn Monroe and Heidi Newmar. <laughs> when I when I saw the picture of her, I thought I thought it was Lacey Evans. Oh. At first no, I was she... like, did Lacey Evans go like join AEW AEW and they're hurting her like old gimmick? No, on Instagram, she has opened a cafe that is promoting mental health. Oh, and there's also an OnlyFans coming. Lovely. It's good to have goals. Right, which, like, of course there is. Hey. I don't get it, but moving on. What, whatever, you know, like, if that's what she wants to do to, like, to do her thing, then you know what, more power to her. And so, so yep, that was uh that was that match. Now, yeah. oh, what was it? Who was it? So everything falls apart with Soraya and Tony Storm when Soraya's mother was in the front row and even came down the ramp with her. Okay. They put, I believe it was Sheeta in front of Soraya's mom, and Soraya's mother grabs Sheeta. And Tony starts attacking Sheeta. Well, then Sheeta moves, so Tony hits Soraya's mom. Okay. And of course, that's when it becomes, You hit my mother! I didn't mean to hit your mother! <laughs> By the way, while all of this is happening, you would think, is Soraya down and incapacitated? That's why she's not helping her mother beat up Sheeta? No. Soraya is standing in the middle of the ring doing nothing. <laughs> I know that her winning over there was fan service. Makes perfect sense. That's why you do a big match and let Punk win a title in Chicago. I get it. Oh, and I take it back. She was holding Britt Baker. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But anyway, I'm sorry, but when you you have someone who's... And I'm not trying to slam the girl or the lady because, you know, I'm she's talented and all that. But, like, if you have something... Because she, they're clearly... We were talking about this last night. They're clearly like protecting her, you know, on AEW. They're clearly protecting her because honestly, I don't think she's in as good of. She might be fine, like normal life wise, but as wrestling, I don't think she's in good enough condition to be doing it. But I'm not I a fucking doctor, so. so I don't know. But well, they she never she doesn't do it. Like we'll go weeks without seeing her in the ring. And when she is, she does very little. Yeah. And if it is to protect her, then she probably shouldn't be a champion right now. Yeah, and I think that's why she left WWE also was because they weren't letting her wrestle and she wanted to wrestle because and I and I get it. Like when you're a wrestler, it's hard to step back. And especially you know? when you think they let Edge come back. They let Daniel Bryan come back. Soraya was the one that they said absolutely not. Yeah. And it's probably because that injury's bad. You know, so like I said, I understand it's hard to step away from that shit when you've been doing it your whole life. And then they made that whole movie, the fighting with my family shit and all that. So it was like all blown up anyway. So I I feel bad for her to the point where yes, it's you're gonna have to give it up. I don't know like I just I think I'm afraid for her that she's gonna try to overdo it and they're not gonna like because they don't properly fucking 
over in AEW. I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know shit. But it seems as if they don't properly check like clearances and things. Not at least not like WWE does, where it's like they're it's like a fucking like huge process. They're like, no. Oh, they basically have a whole ER in the building. Well, Tony's so loaded that if somebody gets like seriously injured, like he can, you know, pay for it or whatever. But yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. But you know what? Know. Maybe she's fine, and we just are all making these assumptions, and they're unwarranted. You know what I mean? Like she says she's fine, but that don't mean shit. Like fucking Kerry Ter- Von Erich said he was fine too, and he right. was missing half like, of his fucking foot. We all have that friend who they said they would pay you back. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, all I hope the best for her and everything that she's doing, and I hope she's fine. But if she's fine, then maybe we need to be seeing more of her actually working. You know? I no, know. I would agree with that. Like, I would love to see Serena Deeb come back. To the best she, of my knowledge, she's not injured. Serena's great. She was always great. I th- I found her the most attractive when she was in the Straight Edge Society and shaved her head, though. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what I think as far as attractiveness, and I guess that's not even a... It's not that era anymore, so, like, you shouldn't, like, care, but... Like that was when I was like, Serena's kind of cute, like with that shaved head <laughs> in the in the cult. <laughs> but she's a good worker, and uh, she was like everything I saw her do in AEW in the past couple of years, like the the occasional. She probably does she wrestle on dark a bunch. I don't even think they have dark anymore. Oh, it doesn't it's not even a thing. Like from what I understand, the networks decided they want all AEW programming. So they don't do dark or elevation anymore. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Which, it, if true, awesome. However, I also didn't watch dark from the beginning. So <laughs> I'm probably not the best expert on this. Uh, it, it's a lot like asking me what's going on with Disney Marvel right now. Like, I don't know. I kind of gave up. Yeah, I, I more or less, I didn't give up. I just didn't. I just don't give a shit. Right. They burnt me so much now on their crappy crap. Like after after in after in game, like the Spider Man movie after that, No Way Home, and Guardians Three was pretty good, and Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. But with all of those fucking shows on Disney Plus, and all of them were bad. It's too much. It is too much. Like it's, it's, they're diluting the product, but also same thing they're doing with Star Wars. But they're, but it's Disney. They're milking everything for everything they can get out of it. Before no one gives a shit anymore, and then all of our childhoods have been ruined. Did you see the show Hawkeye? I did watch that one. That one was okay. So my absolute favorite scene in that is when Yelena is talking to Kate Bishop. Like Yelena's in Kate's home, and Kate. She, like, made macaroni and cheese or something? Yeah. Yeah. I love that scene, because when you really break it down, what Yelena basically said was, you're dead whenever I decide it. Right. Like, you you have nothing to worry about. You'll be dead if I decide to. (laughs) But right now, we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember that scene. That was funny. Yeah, that show wasn't too bad. I thought it was fine. Like it, it got a little meh after a while. Not enough Hawkeye. 
in the show Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, it was called Hawkeye. I know they're trying to. They're, I know Disney's trying to push all the fucking originals the out generation. and bringing in all that, but I don't care about those characters. Those aren't the characters that I like. They're, I'm sure they're fine characters, and I have nothing against them personally, except for the fact that I just don't care. You want to give me a character that I get like, okay, so Moon Knight was a cool character, but yes, that show was. sucks. That show was boring. And to anyone who doesn't know who Moon Knight was, it made no sense. Yeah, that. Like, yeah, that too. Like that was the um the weekly thing my mother and I would do was like we would watch Moon Knight together. Mm-hmm. And to someone who doesn't read comics and leads a normal life, every ten seconds, what's going on? Who is this? Why is he someone else? Now who's this guy? I used to buy comic books all the time, and because of Disney bastardizing everything, I don't even want to buy comic books anymore. Oh no, Wednesdays used to be my big day of like, I'm going to load up on my new comics, it's going to be great, and now I can't. I just don't give a shit, because Disney... On the plus side, it means I get to buy all the omnibuses and just go back and read the stuff I missed. That's true, because there's like some cool shit, like the Dark Rain stuff. Like, I want to read all that shit, I never got a chance to read a bunch of that. The Civil War storyline was the last great storyline, I thought. No, I could see that. Disney did a bastardized version of it, which... Like, without everybody. Yeah, like, yeah, that was the thing. I was like, dude, the Punisher was such a big part of that fucking story, and they didn't even have him in it. They didn't even mention it. They didn't have him in passing or a catalyst or anything. And and Spider, like, I know they had different versions of the characters, so they did it differently. But you know what they should do to make up for it? Do a fucking animated series of Civil War. There's yes. so many, there's so much content in that storyline, it would be fucking badass. Problem is, is they would have to put that shit on Hulu. Because it's not like, well, I guess they could have, like, the mature side of the Disney stuff on there, but. And especially, if you do a good animated series, then you get to sell toys. Yeah. And who doesn't buy toys? Yeah, toy toyetic. Right. As like freak, I think that as was Freakazoid says. Like it still blows my mind when I think the entire He-Man cartoon, Transformers cartoons, those were made just to sell toys. Oh yeah. I think the toys came out first. And then they the He-Man toys came out first, then they made the cartoon. I think that's oh, yeah. how that worked. But they were saying the cartoon was mostly a vehicle to sell even more toys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's Then they had like all the variations of He-Man and all the variations of the... And then the vehicles that never showed up in the cartoon at all, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, all that weird crap. Um, God, it's been so long since I've seen any of the old He-Man. I didn't like the Kevin Smith stuff. I it, wasn't a fan. Dude, it, it, just took, it just took a shit on what I loved about He-Man. Right. You know, if you want a fucking uh, Tila fucking show, make a Tila show. It even, when Tila finds out and she gets mad and yells at the king and queen, all I can think is, they just lost their kid. Like, I know you lost a friend and you feel like you were lied to, but so was the king. Mm-hmm. Plus, the king is probably thinking to himself, I've also lost an heir. Like, what are we going to do for the kingdom now? <laughs> I just want to, like, I just wanted, I'll just watch them. You know, if I want to watch a bastardized version, I'll just watch the Masters of the Universe movie with like Frank Langella and Dolph Lundgren. Right. At least it's entertaining. And if you want to watch a really good version, I recommend the 2002 animated one. 
Yeah, it wasn't bad either. I remember in the movie, my favorite, the favorite, funniest part in it, because that was a cool thing, is they added humor to it, because they were in the real world, in the actual world. It was when, like, fucking Man in Arms is eating the, the fucking chick, for stuff from the chicken place. From yes. Robbie's, he's eating the rib. And, like, the Tila starts eating it, too. And she's like, oh, this is really good. He's like, what's this white stick? He's like, that's a rib bone. <laughs> and she's like, what? He's like, that's a rib bone. She's like, oh, threw it down. I was like, <laughs> I love that. And Gwildor, he's like, Billy Barty, you know, and he's like, uses that little fucking grappling hook and grabs the, shoots the fucking uh, grappling hook with and grabs the fucking, the bucket of chicken out of the back of that convertible and pulls it back to himself. <laughs> that shit's funny. And Tom Paris was in it. Oh, he was. And Courtney Cox. Really? Was... Yeah, the, the two main characters were, was uh, Tom Paris from Voyager and Courtney Cox. She was Evelyn? No, Courtney Cox was the girl that they were, that, that he man befriended. And her boyfriend was Tom Paris from Voyager. Okay. Robert Duncan McNeil. And then uh, that, that cast was fucking loaded, dude. Like, the, Dolph Lundgren in, like, the prime of his career. Fucking Frank Langella, right? A Skeletor, uh, Billy Barty, one of the most famous little people actors of all time, as Gwildor. You had, um, oh gosh, you had the Strickland, Mister Strickland from Back to the Future, yes. as the as the cop. You know, Evil Lynn was Meg Foster, like Meg Foster, who was in They Live and uh, later on Lords of Salem, like several movies, and. Uh, that that movie was just stacked with fucking actors. Oh, probably my favorite movie that not many people watch or rewatch it, but it's stacked with people. Wet Hot American Summer. Like, I have, I don't think I've ever watched it. it. Oh, it's oh, so like, good. I need to watch that. I'm gonna put it on my list here. Yeah, it's got Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler. Oh, that's Michael all you had to Stone say was Walter. Paul Rudd. That's all you had to say. <laughs> that was enough for me. Who else was in it? It was, it was Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd, Michael Showalter, Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth nice. Banks. Nice. Yeah, that's a hell of a cast already. Shit. That's awesome. And if we want to get back to All In, we had a coffin match with Sting and Darby Allen against Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage, who are friends for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and then Luchasaurus is out there, and then Brian Cage is out there with them. And... I don't think Brian Cage was out there. Oh, it wasn't? Okay, I guess I saw I saw a clip from some... I saw the clip from a couple weeks before, or now... whatever, when they all came down to the ring together. I did love this. Tony Khan spent a lot of money on music for this. Like, Soraya came out to We Will Rock You by Queen. Jesus. And Sting and Darby Allen come out to Seek and Destroy by Metallica. Well, I bet you they didn't download that shit off Napster, did they? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Napster, bad. Oh, but before, um, before the match, they do one of those vignettes that Darby Allen does where he's in a back alley. And Sting was dressed. Apple rain. <laughs> Sting was dressed as if he was Jack the Ripper. 
That's weird. Like top hat, coat, everything in a dark alley. <laughs> then they come around and he's wearing like the sting makeup, but with David Bowie's eye and the lightning bolt. Yeah. And Sting puts on a British accent to say it's showtime. Like the instant that happened, I just went, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Sting's still rocking it at 60. Although, man, his entire body is covered. Like shirt, long sleeves, gloves, long pants, boots, face paint. I can't be sure it's the same Sting every time. It's probably Jeff Farmer. <laughs> probably fucking nwo sting double inform sometimes jeff farmer's probably not in his probably not in nearly as good shape at this point but still i could imagine sting like look it's a coffin match i need to hurt myself a lot get stunt sting get stunt sting his his, his counterpart stang stang when I, I read that in a book someone was calling him or no it was an idea that they had it was like fucking Ole Anderson or fucking like Jim Hurd. I think it was a Jim Hurd. Maybe they they were gonna have a. Um, it might have even been Russo, but they were gonna have a thing called like a Sting's fucking arch nemesis Stang. That's hilarious. <laughs> God, I don't remember whose idea that was. I need to look that up now. I want to look that up because. I remember reading that and being like, that's fucking funny. It might even have been in one of Jericho's books. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, Sting and Darby Allen win by shoving Swerve Strickland into the coffin. The only thing that has me, and I I'm sure I'm the only one who thought this, but they could still keep this feud going because Swerve's hair wasn't all the way in the coffin. So if they want, they can do like a still image and go, you didn't technically close me in the coffin. Oh, and what was it? Sting and Darby Allen end up putting on thumbtack jackets. The goddamn thumbtack jacket never goes away. <laughs> like the mighty porcupine, you are protected by quills. <laughs> And so, anyway, yeah, the more we go through this, the more I'm glad I didn't order all in because it's like I would have been like, eh. I could have spent $50 on like something like really cool that would have lasted longer. I'm actually thinking the same thing about All Out. It just doesn't look like a card that's interesting to me. Well, the fact that the pay per view is only a week after the other pay per view doesn't help. Right. I mean, that's that's fucked. And Tony's Tony said he's planning on making this a yearly thing. Like, next year, they're going to do the same thing. Maybe that's their uh, response to, like, the two-night WrestleMania. I guess. Just, man, that... It's a little talk easier. Talk about bleeding your audience dry. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, because that's already $100 out of your wallet for a week. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Like, I'm glad that... I'm glad that WWE shit's on, on the cock. <laughs> so that I, I can pay, like, my $6 a month for the cock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible and then and you uh, do the year and just get the discount why not yeah like it seems like a much better i'm surprised the cock doesn't cost more money no they've actually got some good stuff on there yeah i'm surprised it's not like ten dollars i figured ten dollars a month i mean fuck the network 
the WWE Network by itself was ten dollars. Nine ninety nine, right? Yeah, because well, they didn't let us ever forget that. Oh no! Oh no! Remember when JBL called us all idiots if we didn't buy it? Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. You're all a bunch of idiots. Like, if you're not paying, if you're paying regular pay-per-view, you're a moron. I'm a financial <laughs> genius, and I know that if you even <laughs> skip two pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah, that's so, I you know, I loved the WWE, WWE Network. I wish they never would have got rid of it. Oh, no, that was so much better. Like, yeah, you could it's actually hard to search find thing shit. correctly. Yeah, you can't find shit on, on the cock. Like, when we WWE watched Royal content. Rumble 1990... You can't yeah. just type in Royal Rumble 1990. It's Royal Rumble, like, season eight. Which, like, it's not even a season. When the fuck did they ever call it that? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I'm interested to in see what's going to happen when that deal is up. Are we going to go back to paid live events? What, what I think they're going to do, because now they're in business, well, the same business as UFC. With Endeavor. I think they're going to do like you pay for the service like ESPN plus or something like that. Then the premium live event, you have to pay another 10 bucks or 20 bucks, whatever. That's probably what they're going to do, but it won't be on ESPN plus because that's owned by Disney. Right. Unless Disney acquires the rights to it, which is very possible. Yeah. Especially yeah, with being ESPN. I keep thinking like they don't have to be owned by Disney to be on ESPN plus. Yeah. But no, I could easily see that methodology, which, hey, that's why to watch UFC, I just go to Hooters and sit at the bar. (laughs) I do like how AEW does it, like, they'll get, they'll do them sometimes at movie theaters for their, and it's like $15, you know, to go. Like, I get that. I mean, it'd be kind of cool watching that shit in a theater, I think, like with a bunch of other fans. Usually when I'm watching, it's either, it's typically me by myself. And I'm watching it and I'm like, ah, fuck me. Like, why? And I'm doing other things and I'm not paying attention. You know, it's always better to watch them with a group of friends. Oh, always. Now, Royal Rumble, I always have people here. Like, like I always have like four or five people and we're all back. Because it's my favorite event of the year, even though it's was shitty, <laughs> been shitty the last 10 years. It's still my favorite. So I like watching the Rumble. I don't like the the one they do in AEW with the poker chips or whatever. I don't get it. Yeah, like there's you've added too many stipulations and rules to this. Yeah. Like even my... on the game and on the video game I don't get it. I'm like why the why the fuck are, like I have a chip that says 5. Why did I just come in 11? Right. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Like I think my favorite version of the Royal Rumble that another promotion did would probably be aztec warfare that lucha underground did yeah i thought that was the coolest thing i don't think i watched it it was essentially the royal rumble but getting thrown over the top rope wasn't how you're eliminated you had to be pinned or submitted okay oh okay cool and that would have taken forever yeah it was lucha underground so it was like all weapons are legal all of that Robert Rodriguez is in the back going, excellent, excellent, good, good. (laughs) Like, Lucha Underground had some really cool concepts. Yeah. Like, like their version of Money in the Bank, where you get a medallion, 
Then there's a battle royal for the belt that the medallions all fit in. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And speaking of awesome concepts, Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay was next. How'd that go? Because Will Ospreay, is, he works kind of stiff. And Jericho's not exactly... I mean, Jericho's still doing really well. I don't want to, like, talk shit and say he isn't, because he is. He's doing fine. But, like, that's a very different... That's Jericho's style, like, 20 years ago. So, yeah. I thought it went as well as it possibly could have. Yeah? Like, it. Jericho obviously couldn't do the stuff that he was doing, and Osprey worked around all of that. Cool. Like... Oh, uh, what was it? It took two Stormbreakers before Osprey actually won. And after the match, Jericho and Guevara get into a little uh, shoving match with each other because, as we would find out later in Dynamite, Jericho says, What could I have done to win that match? Like, maybe I could have hit the Judas harder. Maybe I could have pulled the tights when I pinned him. Then he looks at Sammy and says, Maybe you could have hit him a little harder with the baseball bat. <laughs> And of course, it starts the whole, wait, you're blaming me for this? And so they're challenging for the tag team championships. <laughs> that's gonna not that's not gonna turn out well. Right. Good for good for, for Jericho and good for Sammy for for this inevitable like being able to have a match with Jericho. Yes. You know, because that'll be interesting, I think. You know. One thing I did think was weird, so Osprey comes out. And Don Callis comes out as well, but they don't come out together. Like, mm. there's enough space where it can be Osprey made his entrance, then about when he's almost at the ring, that's when Don Callis comes out. Almost as if Don Callis isn't really representing Osprey as much as he's there because he doesn't like Jericho. Fair. Which I kind of like that idea, but... Makes sense. Is he still getting that new? Is he still getting nuclear heat, Callus? Oh yes, yeah, good. Oh, people shower him with boosts. Good, good. And I think, I think he's actually highlighting the scar that he has. Like, I think he's using makeup or something just to make it look a little brighter oh, than from, it actually is. That is that from the thing in Mexico? No, that's from. Um, he was attacked by the Blackpool Combat Club at one point. Okay, and he smashed his head on the stand of a light. Okay. And yeah, it apparently gashed him so bad that people could see bone. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. Right? Um that's good. Uh, the Callus is I'm never really like, a huge fan of Callus, but you know, that's whatever. I actually this is my first real exposure to him. Like, I never saw him as the Jackal. I never saw him in WWE, at least not while it was happening. I had to go back and watch all that. Go with the Truth this... Commission and all that? Yes. Yeah. This is the first time I'm seeing Don Callis as Don Callis. Yeah, and and, and that's, that's also I, I first was exposed to him when he was, like, in the Truth, Truth Commission. That was the first time I ever knew of him. Then he was Cyrus in ECW. Yes. Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, I thought he was Cyrus first, then in WWF. No, I think it was. I think maybe he went back to Cyrus, but I know that when 
because after he had, after the Truth Commission thing didn't work out, then he went to ECW when it was on TNN. Okay, that checks out. Yes. Yeah. And on that weird experiment where TNN completely fucked ECW. And then they gave all the money to Vince McMahon for Raw. Like, yeah. Then why did you bring in ECW? Was it just a test to see if wrestling would work? I'm curious. Is all the TNN WWE stuff on the network? I would assume so. I I don't know because that's really interesting because like TNN isn't owned by like USA is owned by NBC Universal, which is Peacock. You know, which is a Comcast thing, but they don't own fucking they never owned TNN unless they acquired them later. No, that's interesting. We'll have to we'll have to look at that at some point. Yeah. That'd be that'd be so Oh, so next we had the Trios Championship, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn versus the House of Black, who came Billy out Gunn wearing re- all white. I thought Billy Gunn was retired. Yeah, so the story was he retired. The House of Black stole his boots and put them in a trash compactor. So <laughs> Billy Gunn came back, but not as daddy ass, not as the ass man, but as the badass Billy Gunn. Oh, the, the Attitude Era badass Billy Gunn? Yep. M- Mr. Ass? <laughs> yep. With, with, they didn't use a song, though. I'm a ass man! Oh, my God. There was a show I went to in D.C. Anytime the Gun Boys did anything, he would just yell at the top of his lungs, Yeah! <laughs> I think that when he when Billy and Billy and Road Dog um were the New Age Outlaws. Well, when I saw them when they worked that weird indie show where like Billy Gunn and I were talking after the match about how it was a fucking travesty and how it was like, oh goddamn, even though he got paid, it's still a waste of time and tarnishing him. <laughs> like I'm like, ah, it makes sense. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to be nice, you know, tell you, oh yeah, good match. But yeah, I, I 100 percent agree. Like, what the fuck? He's like, well, I'm glad that you agree. <laughs> I'm glad like, that you understand. And I'm like, yeah, I, get, I don't get half the shit that goes on around here. <laughs> like, I'm so glad you sense. feel that way, because now I can say it. Why would you pay two grand to bring in the New Age Outlaws to have them do a joke match with these two guys? The other two guys are talented, too. And like they were a couple of you know their tag team champions or whatever. But why would you for one? Why would you bring them in to have them challenge for titles when you know they're not going to come back? Second, why would you? Especially if they're willing to work. Like I get some guys you book on the indie show, some of the legends or whatever. They come in and they just want to do a gimmicky match that way because they're older and they're in pain. They don't want to do crazy. But Billy wanted to work. When I talked to him, he's like, I would have rather had a real fucking match than do all this shit. And I'm like, duly noted, like, I, that would have been cool. And I know they wanted to work. So why would you spend two grand is what I'm pretty sure it's what this guy spent. Two grand to bring in the outlaws for one night for a show and have them just stand in the ring and and do like cartoony falls and shit. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. What a waste of time and money. Exactly. I never understood that promoter. That guy, does, that guy doesn't like me very much either, so he, if he heard this, he's really not going to like me now. Oh, there was a show I was on. The 
Billy Gunn wins the championship. And I was shocked. Like, wow, okay. I didn't think for one second he would be back to defend it. And the promoter happens to be there. And I say, like, great show, man. I, I never saw the end coming. And he just goes, yeah, neither did I. That is not what I said to do. <laughs> I've been on so many shows where the legends come in and they just do whatever the fuck they want. It's really great. Like, I was on this show, same promoter. And he has Kevin Nash on the show. And, like, Kevin was happy to be there. It was like a fan thing. He was signing autographs, making some money and shit. And he got paid decent money to be there. And he was working against this, like, skinny guy. Like, this just, like, fucking green as shit. Fucking, like, not an awful wrestler, but just very green and not really knowing exactly 100%. Like, not ready for the spot he was in. Not ready like. for that. And and uh, the promoter's like, all right, uh, we're going to have you go over to Kevin. And I think Kevin was probably just irritated anyway because the house wasn't even that big either. And he was just irritated, and he was just like, he went to the back, and he was like, in the back, he's like, don't fucking care what that guy fucking says. He goes, I want to put you over, kid. And he fucking puts this, like, skinny, scrawny, pale ginger guy over in the middle of the ring with a fucking schoolboy roll-up. And the worst is, like, if you're that wrestler, you're in the worst position ever, because, like, you're not going to argue with Kevin Nash. So (laughs) it was so funny. And really, if the promoter, what was that? I said this, like, well, Kevin Nash said no, and he's two feet taller than me and 300 pounds heavier. So he gets (laughs) what he wants. Yeah, it was like Hacksaw Jim Duggan was on a show uh, and was working with one of the guys that trained me. And uh, the, 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 the local guy, the guy that trained me was the champion, right? And Hacksaw was supposed to lose the match. But, like, he had had, I think there was another one of his buddies on the show. It was, like, another legend on the show. And Hacksaw didn't want to lose to this, to the, to a guy, like, to some, to, to that guy without, um, while his buddy was in town. So he refused a fucking job to him. And he took, and he fucking won the championship. <laughs> That's the promoter. I'd be like, this is a non-title match. Right. Like, just he they did he did come back like the next month though. And okay. he put him he put him over like once that his buddy wasn't there with him. I can't remember which other wrestler it was. It might have been like Coco Beware or like someone like that that was there. And he didn't want to like do that. I don't know. But yeah, I've I've been on a lot of shows where the legend's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And then he just like completely fucks the promoter. It's really funny. Oh, shit. Those were the good old days. Hilarious. I've had one moment where they brought in a wrestler. I was picking her up from the airport. And I'll admit, I was an idiot. Oh, no. So, her name was Rain. And she was really, really good. But she has my number, calls when she lands so we can meet and all that stuff. And I answer and she just goes, hi, this is Rain. And being the moron I am, I just go, hi, this is Monsoon. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, she uh, just goes, what? um, okay, I, I'm in baggage claim. <laughs> like, okay, got it. We we won't do that. <laughs> That's so funny. Eh, that, 
the promoter knew he sent a moron to pick her up. I don't know what more he expected. Like, okay, do you remember General Petraeus? No. So he got in trouble for maybe giving away secrets to a reporter that he was maybe having an affair with. Okay. Well, he comes to the optometry clinic that I'm at, and whenever any of the VIPs would come in, they would line everyone up so everyone knew exactly what job they were doing, when, where, if you were to talk to the person, anything. And they line everyone up and go, you're going to check him in, you're going to take him to his room, you're going to do the pretest. Then they get to me and go, you, go the fuck home. <laughs> and I just go, why? I'm the best guy you have. You're sending me home? And they go, no, you're going to say something, you're going to be an ass, get out. <laughs> and I just go, chief, that that's fair. That's... <laughs> that's so you and I were polar opposites because they fucking made me a goddamn ambassador. Because I was always, I was afraid to not, I was always afraid in the military to be like joking around with people. So I was like nervous all the time. So they wanted me like to bring these guys in because they knew I wouldn't fuck with them. I would just go and do my thing and like I'd be having to show them around fucking, show them around the UK and shit. <laughs> uh, oh no, that that part came later, but yeah, for a while I was a moron. <laughs> That's fair. You were young. Right. Not I as was long, not, not young. as young as you would have liked. <laughs> yeah, you're probably the same age as I was when I was in. Oh, the worst was that um, in San Antonio, the only spot on pace where you could drink was right next to the 7-Eleven that also sold the beer. I know, almost like it's a scam. So... Oh, yeah. So we're all outside, we're all just having a few beers, and there are people with us that are underage, but they're not drinking, and we're making sure they're not drinking, because, like, we're in public, I'm not getting in trouble for you. Right. Well, the cops come over and do the whole, how old is everybody? 21, 21, 18, but I haven't had anything, I'm just having my Coke. Then they get to me, how old are you? 20, hang on, and I had to count it. <laughs> and the guy, why are you counting? Because I'm over 21 and my age doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> like, until I hit 25, there's nothing to celebrate. Until you hit 30, nothing to celebrate. And after that, it's all just the 10s. <laughs> Whenever, like, I, I'll, I'll occasionally, especially if I shave, I look, like, fucking 20 years younger than what I do. But when I, I go into the grocery store, I'm buying, like, beer or whatever, and I get carded. I just fucking, I don't even pull out my license. I just show my gray ass goatee. Right. I'm like, here, this is your ID. I'm not digging that shit out. Look at this. When's your, then they're like, okay, when's your birthday? And I tell them my birthday. And then they go. Like, oh. just kind of look and go, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, most places now they have to put your birthday in to their little computers oh. and shit. But yeah. I think so. my favorite was, um, a TGI Fridays had just gotten in trouble for serving someone underage who had a fake ID. <laughs> so they were going through their whole ask everyone no matter what. My grandmother would not get served alcohol because she didn't have her ID with her. That's fucked up. You oh. think that they would be like, okay, the common fucking sense. <laughs> right? Like, apparently they lack that. Oh, they were going through the whole, look, we almost lost our license. So, of course, the manager hears that and goes, all right, so for the next month. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's funny. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, I forgot where we do it. Oh, we had just started the acclaimed and Billy Gunn defeat the House of Black. Oh, and then I went on a tangent. The spot of the match, though. So, you know that leg drop that Bowens does off the top rope? Mm-hmm. And, like, between the legs of the other person? They did it to Julia Hart. I saw that clip. That's fucking funny. <laughs> and then there was a clip online of her mom watching it. Yes. Did you see that? Like yes, her mom's I like, did. oh my gosh. <laughs> you know my favorite mom interaction in wrestling right now? When I think it was Mama, Dax Mama Harwood. Benjamin. No, so much better. <laughs> I think it was Dax Harwood. It was one of the FTR guys. He's getting his ass kicked right in front of his mother who is laughing her ass <laughs> like cody's mom just looked apoplectic just, just, about the whole thing she was just right? despondent like she just did not have a single shit to give yeah and dax's mom was cracking up <laughs> look at you motherfucker that's my goddamn time somebody bumped your ass right <laughs> And of course, the whole time you're thinking, okay, if mom is going to laugh at you getting your ass kicked, don't show mom on camera. Right. Yeah, that's that's yet another camera guy flaw. (laughs) They tend to not be very good about that over there. None of them understand wrestling. No, in fact, I think one of the best blade jobs we've had recently was CM Punk on this show gets run into the announce table. So they cut to Samoa Joe, who's just walking around the ringside. Yeah. Then Punk comes up and he's covered in blood. And you go, that's how you do it. You don't right. shoot the guy. Right. Or you or you give him time to right. do it. And then you show him with holding his hand up, like where you can't see the blade, you know. <laughs> then you yeah, that's when you see it. Yeah. But no, I like I still love that clip of Moxley sitting in the corner. And just going at his forehead while they're filming him. God damn it. And you're Corn- like, Cornette had a field day with that one. Right, like, am I watching a wrestling show or Secrets of Wrestling? What is happening? <laughs> it's that, that fucking television show that aired aired with John Stossel. Where that yes. fucking wrestler comes in there. Yeah. I'm sorry, but John Stossel was being a dick. No, he, he totally was. He got exactly what he fucking deserved. Especially like, back then. And like Vince, you know, Vince, what a fucking asshole. He's one that tells fucking uh, Schultz to go out there and do that. Right. And then he fucking fires him. <laughs> Fuck you, Vince. You fucking crooked motherfucker. Well, I'm still lost. Like, dude, you didn't even ask it in a way that could be perceived respectful. Like, you're just being an asshole at that point. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but if you're going to be an asshole, don't be shot if you get slapped. We're never going to get a lot of wrestlers from those promotions on this show. <laughs> all right. Because we, we talk shit too much shit. It's all, it, and it's not, like I said, I try not to talk shit about them personally. It's not like a personal thing. It's just, I want to, I want shit to actually like not be awful. Right. You know, it's nothing to do with it's more more to do with the story writers than it is the wrestlers. And it's more to do with the product, like with Moxley, you know, blading themselves. Like that's more to do with the production team. Right. That's whoever's Moxley. in the truck should be saying, like, get off that shot. Get I mean, like, unless they're not telling them about the spots. 
that's a big that's probably a big part of it they're not fucking telling people because you know in wwe everything's so fucking scripted like they know every spot when it's going to be and everything else and the aw it's like they just do whatever they want whenever they probably don't even tell them or they might be like oh yeah sometime in the match i'm going to do this but they don't tell them when that was actually a big problem with the lucha brothers when they first were in aew they had they had this sequence they would always do at the end of their matches where penta would do the package pile driver as he was doing it, Phoenix would hit the ropes, dive through on the guy on the outside, and Penta would get the pin. It's so fast that the camera guys would miss it almost every time. Because, like, they would shoot Penta's pile driver, but then miss the dive to the outside. So then they would put the camera on that. Well, then they missed the pin on the inside. <laughs> Boy. Which is forgivable the first time. Not the eighth. <laughs> no. Like at the eighth time, you gotta figure this out. <laughs> okay, so we had the main event, Adam Cole, the new ROH tag team champions, MJF and Adam Cole. <laughs> oh, they're not even the AEW tag champs, they're the Ring of Honor tag champs. Yes, FTR are the AEW tag champs. What the fuck? God damn it. There's too many promotions all entwined in shit. I don't like every. It's either New Japan or Ring of Honor or fucking All Japan or whatever the fuck Japan. And then it's I was like about to say to make it better, Wheeler Yuta on Dynamite was challenging Eddie Kingston for the New Japan Strong Championship. So then Wheeler uh, loses that match. Right, Claudio comes out holding his championship and escorts Wheeler to the back. I don't. Uh, God damn it. There's too many championships. There's like 12 world championships. AEW should worry about AEW's championships meaning something and not like everybody else's. And that's probably why, well, not probably why, New Japan loves working with them because like their belt gets on TV a lot. <laughs> yeah, no shit. They're more than the AEW title. Yes. They should just change the name of the fucking, fucking show to AEW or to uh New Japan Pro Wrestling Dynamite. Right, why not? They might as well. Fucking half the roster is all... Uh, I, uh, God. Uh, so we, we, yeah. should just, we should just do a podcast about Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> or something. I like it. This wrestling shit's giving me a fucking... It's giving me a fucking IBS. I, I've started rewatching Roroni Kenshin if you want to do that one. Ooh, I like that one. That's a good one. Samurai X. Oh, I still maintain the Kyoto arc, one of my best, one of my absolute favorite storylines in anime. Fair. We could talk about Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yu Yu Hakusho, one. I'm sure, would be for Oh, grass. yeah, we'd be talking about some Yu Yu Hakusho. Dragon yeah. Ball Z would give us like three years worth of yeah we could talk about all the tenchi shows like there was like 15 of them right like tenchi muyo and tenchi universe and tenchi in tokyo i love that they put the edited version on cartoon network yeah and then when you discover oh tenchi muyo let's see this is not what i saw as a kid yeah this is not the same one of these things is just like the other one of these things just doesn't belong you're like, man, the um the editors used more ink to edit this thing than they used to draw the original. No shit. 
Yeah, we can talk about all kinds of stuff. Then we can get into the movies like Project Echo and fucking New Dominion Tank Police and Akira and <laughs> Vampire Hunter D. So many things that bring me joy. Whereas opposed to when we're talking about wrestling, it just, like I said, I think it's giving me IBS. <laughs> so I looked up an interview with the creator of Dragon Ball. Do you know why he made the Super Saiyan hair gold instead of black? Why? He said he was sick of coloring in all the hair. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whenever I'm tired of it, I just have Super Saiyan, Goku, Vegeta, and fucking Gohan, and then I don't have to draw any hair. Did you see his... um? His other show that he did, which based one? on the video game Blue Dragon. I don't think I have. So, have you played the video game Blue Dragon for the Xbox 360? No. It's one of the, it's a three disc RPG, and all the artwork is done by Toriyama. Oh, nice! And my kid has been playing. Like, okay, so when Ashley was three. He would be like all over the place, bouncing around like, dude, go do something. And finally, I just I had a, an extra Xbox 360, so I plugged it in and I put in I because it was an RPG. So all he had to do is hit one button to just do everything. And he's still playing this game. He is he's almost 16 and he still plays this game to this day. He keeps playing through it all the time. It's his and favorite it's video game of all time. And it's available for only $24. I yeah. might have to check that out. Yeah. Because I just played through Arkham Asylum again. Play Blue Dragon. It's a it's a fun game. It's a turn-based RPG. Like it's it's good. And also Toriyama did the artwork for uh Dragon Warrior and Dragon Quest. He did all that artwork. Um you know what's a great feature that they should have on games at this point? What's that? If you beat a boss, you should have the ability to just, for fun, fight that boss again. And at some games, you can. Like, the only one I can think of is Majora's Mask, but that was more a tedious task that you had to complete. Yeah, because you had to keep going back in time and shit. Right. And, like, God help you if you missed a specific hour of a day. See what I mean? We could be talking about video games and anime, and, like, we, it would be such a great time. <laughs> Instead of talking about all these things that make me angry. Because I want it to be better, and I like keep putting a lot of stock in it being better to be disappointed. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, that's why we have the that's why we have the hygiene section of the show. <laughs> so, like when I'm feeling like, ah, oh, fuck me, wrestling sucky, I can start talking about something else. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was all in. That that's what you missed. So. Like I said, I'm sure it was a great show. I'm sure that everybody worked very hard. And uh, congratulations to AEW for that fucking record-setting attendance. That's amazing. Good for you guys. I'm sorry your show got overshadowed by children. Yeah. Uh, I even said to my friends when Tony Khan said no comment and all that, no, no, here's what you should say. You should say... Listen, I'm sure you can all imagine I am pissed off. I am yeah. furious that twice now my big show is being overshadowed by a headline from stupid things in the back. 
I'm pissed off that that is the headline instead of record-breaking crowd. Never in the history of ever have this many people paid to see live wrestling. Due to legal, I can't discuss what's going on right now. However, rest assured, I'm pissed the fuck off about it. And I'm going to take fucking care of it. Right. And you're that, never going to have to deal with this shit it. again. And then he can also say, and if I have to deal with this shit again, I don't give a fuck. They're getting fired. Right. That's what he should do. Tony, grow, grow, grow a backbone and take care of this shit, man. These people are, they're taking advantage of you. Like, or hire someone that can. Like, yeah. bring in, it's no different than at a restaurant or other thing. Bring in a manager, give them the power to hire and fire people, and say, this is the guy who's got the chopping block. You decide if your head is on it or not. Hey, fuck Cowboy Bill Watson doing anything right now. Right. That motherfucker will get shit done. Even in like, even during his like 70 or 80 years old. I got an odd feeling he talks and people listen. Right. No, not this generation of people. They'd be like, oh, he's, he's Southern. So he's obviously like doing this to us because he doesn't like our race or some bullshit. I need to go to HR. Yeah, fuck. And if you're watching this show, if, if you're listening to this show and you're pissed off that I just said that, don't listen to this fucking show. Like, seriously, like, we're not getting paid to do this show. In fact, I'm paying money out every month for us to do this show. So if you don't fucking like it, don't listen to it. I don't care. You know, but if you are okay with having differing opinions and all that shit, then continue to listen to the show and I'll continue to entertain you with my fucking insanity and my old person grumpiness. That's what all that is. This is all this is, is me being old and grumpy. Like, I might as well be Walter Matthau in a fucking fishing lake. The only fishing. thing I'm picturing right now is a broomstick hitting the ceiling going, turn it down! That isn't music! Yeah. I'll be like, I'm gonna... Stupid hippie neighbors. <laughs> like, back in my day, the men wore tights and jean vests. <laughs> And you know what? I don't like feeling like that. But that's what wrestling does to me now. It makes me fucking have to be like that. And I don't like that. And I keep holding on, you know, to the fact that it might get better. It might get better. I might get better. So please get better. I mean, if it helps, Raw this week was pretty good. Okay, fair. Let's talk about Raw. for. All right. Let's talk about it briefly. So I'll just hit on what I thought were the highlights of the whole thing, which is just fancy talk for my computer is still loading. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, we started off with Priest versus Sami Zayn, which was perfectly inoffensive as a match. And the entire idea was Priest told the Judgment Day to stay in the back because he wanted to do this alone because Priest is mad at Balor, they're having issues. Uh, they're having a lover's spat. Right. And so, J.D. McDonough interfered in this match like he did last week. And Zane gets the win. J.D. McDonough, the most punchable face in wrestling. Right. Jesus. Of all people that I thought they would put into a fucking major storyline, it wouldn't have been him. No. I mean, it really is just he and Finn Balor are friends. Th- that's all it is. Yeah. So. Now, 
Next, we had New Day versus Viking Raiders with apparently the team of Riddle and Drew McIntyre. So please turn fucking McIntyre heel and beat the shit out of Riddle. Here's how dumb this whole thing got. Like, it was a perfectly good match, but in it, one of the Viking Raiders throws Kofi and they hit Riddle and McIntyre at ringside. So McIntyre goes crazy and he starts throwing chairs. One of the chairs, and it's one of the rolly chairs, it's not like the folding steel chairs. One of the chairs, he apparently throws at Eric, but it hits Xavier Woods square in the face. And down he goes. The next thing you see is Kofi Kingston over Xavier Woods' fallen body. And McIntyre comes up, I'm sorry, man, it was an accident. And Kofi, later on in the day, quite literally says, it's all good, bro. Like, we know you didn't do it on purpose. So was that a gimmick thing, or was that, like, real? Was that a mistake? Oh, it was a gimmick. Okay. Which, it just kills me going, man, I I remember watching wrestling, and if you hit the guy's tag partner, whether you meant it or not, you were getting a punch. That's Like, I'm trying to picture the Legion of Doom, and Hawk takes a chair to the face, only for Animal to later in the night go, it's all good, man. We know you didn't mean to. Not gonna, yeah, that would have never happened. It would have just become like a fucking vicious, like two on two on two triple threat, right? Yeah, where the road warriors would have just fucking beat the fuck out of everybody because that's what the road warriors do. Yes, or did. that's exactly what they did. Next, we had, I thought, probably gonna be the match of the week Chad Gable against Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, so they're building to. Gable against Gunther next week on Raw, and that's when Gunther will probably surpass the Honky Tonk Man's record. And it still bothers me. Do you know where Raw was this week? The answer of no is not only perfectly okay, it's expected. Memphis? Nashville. Nashville? Well, they were in Tennessee. I'm blanking on whether it was Memphis or Nashville. Either way, that's where the Honky Tonk Man is from. That's when they should have brought him in. He'd be like, like I'm the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. They're not like going to bring They're not bringing Wayne in. No way. I hope they do. They I won't. mean, I hope they do just one of those if you were going to do it, now was the time. Yeah. You know, it, it's like fun. it's like being in Texas and someone's going after Stone Cold Steve Austin's record of a thing and not having Steve Austin there. Okay, it's Snapple, not as fire. <laughs> like, okay, it's not as big as Steve Austin, but you get the idea. Right. Oh, you know what? Fuck me. I know what I wanted to say. I'm going to book the end of FTR and the Young Bucks, and you're going to love it. Okay, shoot. Okay, so we all know Cash Wheeler is having legal issues, shall we say? Yeah. I think the end of their next match. We have, hopefully it's in Canada so this can work. Otherwise, the Mountie just moved to Detroit. Why not? And he became a police officer. (laughs) The Mountie arrests Cash Wheeler. And he takes him to jail, books him. We see Cash Wheeler in jail against the bars going, let me out, I want my attorney. And behind him we get to hear, 
you know, Vince McMahon once touched me inappropriately. The camera turns and it's nails. <laughs> best ending ever to a match. <laughs> Hands down, best 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 ending ever. That's that's wonderful. I can't believe I forgot to say that during that's, the all-out review. Great. That's great. We had to work it in somehow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus, the absurdity of that. So still still fucking flabbergasts me. Right. <laughs> the guy like nails going like he touched me. <laughs> and the, if it's nails, don't you kind of look at him going, I feel like you let it happen. Like there's no way someone did this against your will. It'd be funnier if someone was said it's clearly because of what you were wearing. <laughs> That fucking orange jumpsuit. Like, I don't mean to victim blame, but everyone knows orange jumpsuits. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, god damn it. And that's how you make wrestling fun. That would, that would I would love that. Like I watched that and I'm like, ha! And I'm like, this I think I think everything's everything's gonna start turning around. <laughs> it's such a Russo ending, but it's funny. Right. <laughs> oh, I did love. I think it was Brian Last actually was saying, "Here's the entire legal defense of Cash Wheeler. What gun?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. Like you got a picture of the guy's license plate. All you did was say that he waved a gun at you. Don't you really just have the defense of, "Okay, well, do you have footage of this?" No. <laughs> what gun? <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, we had Bronson Reed versus Tommaso Ciampa. The less said about that, the better. And then we finished with Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark, accompanied by Trish Stratus in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Trish will interfere now and then, but just really hope that Zoe kicks out of pins. Like, every time Becky went for a pin, Trish is on the outside. Kick out! Kick out! Kick out! Like, you can help her. You yeah. you've done it before in this match. Uh, and after the show, Becky Lynch, she did her own little tribute to Bray Wyatt. It was it was pretty heartfelt on that. Oh, is that when she was sitting out in the crowd or whatever? Yeah, she um she took off her the black armband that said Bray Wyatt on it. And she was telling the story of when she was in her first hardcore match. Bray Wyatt is the one who walked her through how to actually go through a table and all that stuff. That's cool. Which, that was nice. Yeah, that is awesome. And with that, you want to do some predictions? Because we have two premium live events. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll give my awful predictions. So, in the card that's actually nearly fully booked out we have payback starting from the bottom we're gonna have the grayson waller effect with special guest cody rhodes which is probably going to devolve into a match that cody will win yep uh let's see we have la knight versus the miz and in my not so humble opinion la knight needs to win this god if he doesn't win this match that's pretty much WWE saying no, 
Right. It's just them saying, sorry, we know that you're ultra super popular, but we're too fucking stupid to recognize it. We're not going to let you organically get over. You have to get over by our book. Exactly. There's some writer who just goes, well, here's the problem. I know they're buying your shirts. I know they're cheering for you, but it's not what I wrote down. That's such that's such some fucking writer's room bullshit. Ugh. Some asshole. Although I would I would love the story if that's really what happened and LA Knight looks at the guy and just goes, Aren't you supposed to be on strike or something? <laughs> uh let's see. We're getting Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Which I could see them putting Theory over just to get the belt on Santos Escobar. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Because why Ray doesn't need a title. No, he never did. I don't get why they did that in the first place. Yeah. Unless somehow Ray gets injured in this match and written off. And that's when Santos has to do like a more violent side, I guess. Yeah, I mean, who was it that was saying online the other day that um, that Santos is like a way better fucking worker than all you can possibly imagine? Someone has said that on Twitter. Well, he's way better than what WWE is letting him do, but I saw him in AAA and Lucha Underground. I can't imagine how good he is. Yeah. Huh. I don't know who. I don't know who it was. Oh well, it doesn't matter. Plus, what a weird flex, but okay. Yeah, it's strange. Uh, we've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Judgment Day. I've got an odd feeling Owens and Zayn retain, and the split between the Judgment Day continues on. So who are they? Who is it again? It's Sami and and Kevin versus who? Versus Damian Priest, who has the money in the bank. And Finn Balor. Oh yeah, that's not going to end well. JD, with JD, JD McDonough. McDonough. <laughs> JD McDonough is going to go in there and be like, "Look at my face! Look how punchable it is! Someone just punched <laughs> me right now." Meanwhile, you can't see me, but I'm waving my arms around like some fucking inflatable fucking wacky thing. Look at me! I'm JD McDonough. I have the fucking most punchable face in the history of the world. Please punch me, somebody. Oh, I did love on on Monday Night Raw. Rhea Ripley basically lays down the law. And does the whole YouTube better walk out of payback with championship gold because Dom already has championship gold. I'm already a champion. And then she ends it with, and people now think they can attack me because the judgment day is weak. I am not weak. And I like to picture, no, Raquel just thought she had a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Liv Morgan came at you too when none of this was a problem. But what's with Rhea's like emo hair? I don't know. I don't it was, like it. It was an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. It's kind of weird. Like she should just keep it like slicked back, like she had it. I she so. she does she doesn't look dominating anymore. She looks like she's gonna go and try to like listen to some my chemical romance and cut herself. <laughs> I'm sorry if anyone listening who listened actually did that once. My bad. I thought you were going to say to anyone doing that now. Or that. Don't do that now. Jesus Christ. 
Like, I'm just picturing someone with a razor blade. They hear that one line and go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> They're on to me. <laughs> God. So, yeah, I say that, I say, yeah, Kevin and Samuel will retain. There'll be some weird fuck up, like JD will come down and fuck it up or something. And then there'll be a lot, the dissension will become complete, <laughs> as the emperor would say. Oh, yes. I love that Family Guy thing where they do. The Emperor finally figured out Star Wars lingo. He's like, something, something, something dark side, dark side, something, 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 something complete. complete. <laughs> <laughs> they actually named that was the name that they called the second movie that where they spoofed Empire. Yes, it's called something, something dark side. <laughs> Oh, do you remember the crawl from the third one where, who is it, Seth MacFarlane flat out said, guys, the first one was fun. The second one was fun. I did not want to make this. I just wanted to make my live action movie, but they said I couldn't go unless I made this first. So lower <laughs> your standards just this one time. I promise I'll make it up to you. Uh, and they were talking, he's talking about like, I don't think we're going to, or at the end of it, they're like, are we going to do the prequels now? It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> funny uh well speaking of rhea ripley and her hair we have rhea ripley versus raquel rodriguez which man i'm just noticing looking at this whole card other than austin theory i have everyone retaining well because yeah i can't because yeah i can't picture they're gonna put the belt on rodriguez right now no that's a very lackluster pay-per-view Oh, it totally is. Is there anything going on with the Usos or anything with this? Or No, I think this is, from what I'm seeing, this looks like a just raw card. That's fucking weird. And this is off of WWE's own website. Huh. Although, wait, Grayson Waller does... It's a SmackDown He does thing. SmackDown. Yeah. but And he's fighting Cody Rhodes, who's raw, though. I don't know. The brand split doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, let me look here. I'm, I'm looking as well. Let's see. And the LWO. Oh, Seth down, Rollins. Yes. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke. Which, so on Raw, Seth Rollins does a promo, which is usually my time to skip. Yeah. And he says he wants the Shinsuke that headlined Wrestle Kingdom. Crickets. No one in that crowd knew what that meant. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, what's Russell Kingdom? And like, is that something John Cena's again? Like <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, this is very lackluster. It like, is I like... would love to see Shinsuke go over. That shit ain't gonna happen. No. I would love to see like I'd I love see... to see Becky Lynch beat Trish and just be done with this whole thing. Oh god, it's been going on for what, what, seven months? At least. Rhea like, Ripley isn't. There's no way Raquel Rodriguez is beating Rhea Ripley. No. Uh, and with yes. the Trish thing, Trish is basically carrying this whole thing. Oof. Like, man, Becky Lynch's stock has gone down a lot since she had her kid. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like she was at the top of her game, and then she did that and left, and she came back, and other people were taking her spot. It was, it, I mean, 
it is what it is i guess that that doesn't even look like it's worth watching it's only six matches so far like maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna announce a couple on smackdown yeah like surely they're gonna put chelsea green and piper niven on here against who i don't know not that it really matters (laughs) you know maybe they're gonna a lot of people think they're gonna bring bo dallas back in now Hopefully not as Captain Howdy. Right. I didn't like that. No, no offense to Bray I... or anything, but like it was that was just silly. And it that mask, I mean the mask looks silly. I was actually thinking about that when he passed, because so many people were saying he had all these great matches, and all I could think was I loved his work outside of the ring. I wasn't so much a fan of inside. Like he had that fun match with Daniel Bryan in the steel cage. Mm-hmm. He had um the shield versus the Wyatt family. Other than that, the spookiness tended to actually take away from the wrestling. I liked the match. I liked I didn't like the fact that I could barely see it because it was all red, but I liked the first fiend match with Seth Rollins. Yes. Because that was fun because like you got to see him no sell shit. It was really cool. Like because then he looked supernatural because he was just no selling these devastating fucking moves. But and then they just completely blew it with Helena Cell. Yeah, and then they had like fucking Bill Goldberg beat him for the title at Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like why? Which you know that was a kingdom decision, yes. Oh yeah. That was definitely like, oh, they want to see this. That's the thing. You always know that when you're in Saudi, you're gonna get some fun matches. Right. Like that's that's why everyone's like, I'm not gonna watch that Saudi shit. I'm like why it's the best fucking matches you're gonna get all year? Like because they cater to them because they want them to give them more money. Like they brought in a a big overweight guy from NXT because the prince wanted Yokozuna. Who did they bring in for that? I don't even remember his name. He did a like a match in NXT. Then he was in the greatest Royal Rumble ever. <laughs> all because they basically said, "Um, your highness, we would love to bring you Yokozuna. He's dead though." We do have another fat guy. <laughs> We've got Otis. <laughs> but, but Otis, like, he's got that big belly, but man, that's probably solid muscle, to be honest. Oh, when Mandy Rose was standing on him outside of the ring, there was no motion in this. No, that guy's like a fucking rock. Like, she looked like she was perfectly stable standing on him. Yeah. She's like, I'd say he's more like a boulder. Right. <laughs> you know. Especially that's actually one thing he can like, do the he can do the worm like that's pretty fucking impressive for a big dude. Well, to be fair, he's rounded at the bottom, so it's just kind of okay. Fair, yeah, okay, I get you. <laughs> no, that's actually one thing I'm liking about the last episode of Raw is American Alpha is a lot more serious than they used to be. Yeah, which I like. I'm okay with joke Chad Gate joking Chad Gable. I'm not okay with that being the only thing they do. Like, Kurt Angle was never like that. Kurt Angle would make jokes, but when he was in the ring, he went. It was not, it was no nonsense. Um, so, are they not doing, they're not doing the Gable-Gunther match? No, that's going to be on Raw next week. Why? My thoughts exactly. Now, that's also when they pass the um, Honky Tonk <clears throat> Man's record, but that's exactly why I think you do the match at all. Not all in. You do the match at payback. 
Then you bring in Honky Tonk Man to challenge to maintain his record. And then, of course, he gets beat by Gunther. Yeah. At least that's what I would do. But then again, I've never run a successful wrestling promotion. So what do I know? I had two. I ran two shows when I used to run. And they were pretty good shows. There wasn't a huge house because no one knew who the fuck it was. But man, oh, they were good matches that I put on. Like, I was having people doing 30 minute Broadways and shit. Like, it was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. There should be more of that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, I ended it and I had my own. I told you about the title I had. Yes, the, the Ascension, the Ascension title. Championship, where it was like that was for like the under, the, the, the guys on the lower card to like prove themselves. And then if they won the Ascension title, that allowed them to ascend to the top. They could like either. They could uh, drop the belt and say, you know, this is vacated. Now I get, I'm vacating this for a title shot for the for the main title. No, that's a cool concept. Yeah, that was actually a lot like the Lucha Underground Money in the Bank version we were talking about. I love that you had to defend that. Yeah, that's like, pretty cool. You, like you can use this anytime you want, but if you don't use it within a certain time frame, someone else gets a shot at it. Yeah. 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 I had to do it. It was it was a while. I was I was trying not to do it that much. But yeah, it's it's okay. So what okay, let's 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 what's the all out card? Because now I'm interested in seeing how much of a dumpster fire this is gonna be. So I just took a picture of this because wow. Give me one second. So AEW collision. Ricky Starks challenges Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to a strap match at All Out. That's almost worth buying. Right? Like that I love Ricky Steamboat. I know he's like 70, but that would be like that would be fun to watch. I'm sorry, that would be fun to watch. I will give them I will give them all the props for fucking setting that shit up because that's fucking awesome. Which I have an odd feeling that was supposed to be CM Punk standing where Ricky Steamboat is. Yeah, I think so. Good for you, Ricky Steve. Still coming through. Right? Like it sucks that Richie isn't able to wrestle. Oh no, that that was rough. Richie was so good, dude. So the first met on Wikipedia, so take that for what we will. Eddie Kingston and Shibata versus Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. I don't recall Shibata being involved in this. Like, no. maybe I'm wrong and missed it, but okay. I, I don't know for sure, but it doesn't sound right. We have Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor for the television championship. And for those of you who said, who is Shane Taylor? Exactly. <laughs> so he was a very good wrestler in Ring of Honor. And he won a television championship eliminator tournament on Ring of Honor TV to get this shot. That being said, boy, it would have been really cool for him to come out and say anything. Instead, they just did one video package on him, and that was it. Hey. Speaking of which, hey. we get Better Than You, Baby, versus Ooh. the winner of the ROH Tag Team Battle Royal on... Rampage, I believe it is. And spoilers have come out, so if you're interested... Yeah, you can tell me. The Dark Order. Okay. 
So it it'll be fun. It'll be funny, and Adam Cole and MJF will retain. <laughs> yeah, that um, that would be cool if they didn't. Right, but I think that'd be a nice swerve. No, no, uh, no offense. Swerve. No pun intended. Swerve. Have you ever le- heard the lyrics of what his song is when he comes out? Uh-uh. This guy better never find his way in traffic court because one of them is, "I swerve when I drive." Swerve. I swerve. <laughs> I got a bad left eye. I swerve. I swerve. <laughs> and like, man. I- I would love to be the arresting officer and the judge says do you have anything to say? Yes I do your honor. This is in fact a song that he wrote. Uh, We're taking his license forever. Right. Like okay you, Jeff Hardy Tammy Sitch, no one's allowed to drive anymore. (laughs) God to be in that elitist group. (laughs) Jesus. To be in a group with Tammy alone is bad. Oh, she just pled guilty, guilty or no contest, I think, to the charges in Florida. Yeah, which, she should be well, away for a while. Yeah, that checks out. There really wasn't much she could do or say. Better for her to plead guilty and then, or get than get proven fucking guilty, right? And, you know, because then it's worse. Her sentence is worse because you lied too. Like, at that point, judges just do the whole, okay, you wasted my damn time. (laughs) Exactly. But no, I I have an odd feeling she's going to be away for a while, which, to be fair, she should be. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Like, believe me, this is not me having sympathy for her actions. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, next we have Bullet Club Gold, so Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, Jay White, and Juice Robinson versus... FTR and the Young Bucks. And the this is where I hope. <laughs> and this is where I hope the Mountie shows up to take Cash Wheeler away. Oh, poor Cash Wheeler. Again, that, Brian Last was right. What gun? <laughs> uh, let's see. We have Kenny Omega versus Takeshita. Which I think is going to be a great match. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I am curious if Kenny's neck is going to survive, though. Don't know. Probably not. They do a lot of neck stuff with him. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, let's see. I'm sure the match will be fine. Oh, this, that's the see, one this, I'm looking now, forward to, actually. Now, this is, look, this is already sounding better than Payback. Isn't it? Like, already. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, a lot better. At first, I was like, eh, it's too close. And now I'm like, oh, Payback. And Payback's fucking terrible, even though I'll probably watch Payback because it's free for me. Right. Yeah, so I'll probably watch it anyway. I don't know. No, the big question is, do you feel like watching Payback, which you're already paying for, or watching this, which is going to be another $50 for people who saw the last one? I'm not going to pay 50 bucks for it. I'll just rock. Usually, I just read along with the dirt sheets. <laughs> that's kind of how I do it because it's like okay, and if it and and if I see something in there like oh that sounds really cool, then I might watch it later on the replay, or but, just wait know. for someone on Twitter to post it. Well, yeah, that too. But typically, I I typically try to pay for something. I don't like to because some people always tell me too. They're like, oh, just pirate it. I'm like, I'm not gonna pirate it. No, 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 no. Don't. That is so not worth it. No, well, it's not. It's nice. It's a matter of respect. 
for yes. the workers. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to pirate it. It's stupid. I don't, pi- I don't pirate movies either for the same reasons. Like, someone put their fucking work and hard-earned work uh, time and fucking work into that shit. I'm not going to steal it. Right. Like, if I want to watch it, even if I don't like it, I'm going to pay for it. There was... One of my friends said this great... I'm trying to think of the word analogy of life where he goes, you know how your group of friends would get together and all of you brought something different. It's like one guy was in charge of bringing beer. One guy was in charge of bringing pizza. And when it starts, your pizza is little Caesars and your beer is Pabst blue ribbon. And then eventually someone comes and they bring dominoes and you look over and go, Oh, someone's moving up in the world. Look at you. <laughs> and the beer turns into like Miller Lite. You go, oh, someone got a promotion. Okay. Someone has spending money now. <laughs> and then eventually the pizza turns into like the local fire, not fire, but artisan, stone. Artisan. Yeah, artisan one of those. Pizza shop. And then someone brings in like the local IPAs. <laughs> you go, ah, shit. People moved ahead. <laughs> yeah. There was a my buddy owned a pizza shop and it was like, he like had, you could get regular pizza, but most of his pizzas like for artisan pizzas. And it was so good, but goddamn, he it was expensive. Like even for my, like even my friend, I could have got a discount or whatever, but like, it was just, uh, man, like, like a large pizza was like $30, like 30 bucks for a pizza. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, but it was good. Oh, there's a place. Really good. There's a place near me called Adams Morgan, and it's just like a bunch of nightclubs and food and all that. So one day, this guy and I happened to be there during the day, and when we're a lot older and not going to clubs anymore, and we go past this place that just says Jumbo Slice. Now I've been here countless times. The person I'm with has never been here before, so he just goes, "Oh, let's go in here and get a slice." Like, really? All right, we can. We go in, he gets and just goes, dude, this is not good. Like, I'm aware they make all their money when the clubs let out and they just want a thing. That's like a pizza shop, like a fucking local pizza shop that's open late next to a college campus. Exactly. We had, I, when I lived, when I went to college, we had one of those in my undergrad nearest, but except for it was kind of, it was actually kind of good and it was cheap. Oh, the large names pizza, of these, seven bucks. Like the names of these places were Big Slice, Original Big Slice, The Real Big Slice. Jesus. It was the dumbest thing ever. And people would get into fights as if these things all didn't taste like trash. Yeah. You know, I've started going to some restaurants the other day. Like I, I went to a wing stop for the first time. Oh, yeah. I went to wing stop not it did not live up to its hype no no it doesn't i do not think wingstop is worth what they charge for it still cheaper than b-dubs oh my god yes dude i went to b-dubs and i got a i got a uh, drink to go when i was picking up food i was like i need it i'm gonna get a drink for the road five dollars for a large like fountain soda right i'm like are you fucking kidding me like that is insanity yeah and I said, like, God, I can go buy a fucking like 
10 or 12 case of fucking PBR for 10 bucks right. or for five for five bucks. God damn it. Uh, let's see. What do we have next? Oh, we have Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. In my not so humble opinion, this is the time to make the switch. Yeah. Not a big not I don't Orange is good. John Moxley's good when he's like Moxley doesn't that thing he doesn't understand is that he doesn't need to fucking blade. Right. He can put on a good match without doing that. I don't know why he thinks he needs to do that, but that's it's his thing. It's none of my business. So whatever. I think he enjoys blading. The problem is it as a fan, it doesn't mean much to me when it happens now. No, like it's the become skewers, a joke. Right. Like the skewers, it meant nothing. I I see you go through plexiglass on fire every week. So when you just do it with a different thing, like, okay, and... This is him trying to relive CZW days. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Which, hey, nothing wrong with that, but do it, like, once a month. Yeah, not every Wednesday and Sunday. Right, mostly so I, as a fan, enjoy it more and am shocked by it more. Like, I know everyone looks at McFoley and says, all the hardcore stuff, okay, but there was weeks of buildup before the Randy Orton match. There was yeah. years of buildup before the Ric Flair match at SummerSlam. Which, by the way, I love that in that match, Ric Flair wraps his own hand in barbed wire, then chops McFoley. Because all I can think is, that's got to suck for your hand more than his chest. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, if you put on a glove or something, too, like, okay. I don't the know. cat's here. Yeah. My dog's still occasionally barking in the background. <laughs> oh, did you see what I bought myself for my birthday? No, what'd you get? The Teen Wolf soundtrack on CD. Oh, nice. And Teen, and, and it has Teen Wolf 2 with it also. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was excited. I've been trying to get that fucking album for since I was a kid. I was always looking for it on cassette tape or vinyl. Because I thought that was the only way I was going to get it. I didn't know they released it on CD. I was excited because my other Mac still has a CD player and it's so I can rip it. Because <laughs> you, you can listen to it on YouTube, but that's it. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, next match. I saw it there and I wanted to point it out. No, you're good. So we have Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho, which okay. is for the TBS championship. Hmm. I'm really not sure where they go with that one. Like, on one hand, I, to be fair, I didn't even know this match was happening. So I don't think Ruby's going to go over. I doubt it, but I could kind of know. see if she did. And that way, two members of the FemWO have championships, and it further makes Tony Storm slip into madness. That would be funny. That would be funny. That would be some funny storytelling. So, on Dynamite, I know he didn't get to see it, but... Tony, she's doing her whole she's a starlet who's going insane and she says I, I can't trust Soraya, I can't trust the outcasts I can't trust, and she's going on this list, then as she walks off she just goes I can't even trust my shoe and she throws a shoe at Renee <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird Like I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did <laughs> Uh, let's see. We have Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. 
you know what? Like, okay, Hobbs is great. Miro's great, but you know what that match to me is? Slow. Passing up the torch. Slow. Yes, it is. The only thing you could do to make that slower is to add Paul White to it. It's going to be a lot like Undertaker versus Sid. Or Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Yes. Where it's like, these are two big hulking men, and one of the last things you want to do is put two big hulking men against each other. Now, I will say this. Paul White and Braun Strowman, good matches. Oh, Those we saw Braun Strowman the... do a kip-up. I never thought I would see that. Yeah, and then they like they broke the ring because they like he suplexed them off the top rope or did a superplex and like mm-hmm. landed and the ring broke. That was cool as and, shit. And then of course Michael Cole had to say it. We've never seen anything like this before. So everyone pulled up Brock Lesnar putting Big Show through the ring. Like, oh, you had to say it. God damn it. Fucking Michael Cole. Now, granted, he's seen about a million matches at this point, so he probably can't keep them straight. Right. But you think that's something you'd remember. Right. I Personally, I would remember if a ring collapsed. It's like the, when Brock Lesnar came out with the, with the fucking... The forklift, the forklift, and lifted the side of the ring. That was weird. That that I'd never seen before. No, that was a brand new one for me. Yeah. And the last match, which is number one on here, I'd be shocked if this was the main event though. Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. Hmm. Interesting. Personally, I think Luchasaurus is going over on this one. Like, they need to start rebuilding that TNT championship. Because, like, it played Hot Potato way too much. Most of their championships do. The only one that hasn't is uh, MJF's. And probably the International, because it's been on Cassidy the whole time. Or at least for the past several weeks. On who? did he win that? Who was it on? Orange Cassidy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Indeed, Orange Cassidy has like at least six months. So it was on him. At, it was definitely on him at Forgotten or Forbidden Door, and it was on him at Full Gear. I think. Yeah, he won October twelfth of two thousand two, so almost a year. Oh shit! Okay, good for him. Hmm. But yeah, that is um, that is all out. Like I said, it started off strong. Ricky Steamboat in a strap match. Like I was like, okay, but I'll just watch the clips. I don't want to spend fifty dollars on it. It's I like it, if someone else it. was like saying, "Hey, come over and watch this." I got this pay per view. I'd probably go watch it. I have an odd feeling that's exactly what I'm going to wind up doing. Like, just yeah. get a bunch of friends together. We each put in five bucks, and then we're good. Yeah, that's. That's the best way to do it. That's how we used to do it back in the day with WWE. It was cheaper. Oh, yeah. That's what my friends and I always did. Except for my friends would never fucking fit top <laughs> over the money. And then I'd get in trouble by my dad because no one gave him money. Gloria, too. Like, she'd get pissed off when everyone was supposed to come over and watch the pay-per-views. And then no one no one put out their, like, you know, eight bucks. Right. And it's like, dude, it's eight bucks. Stop making me hunt you down for this. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to ask him for it anyway, but she was like, always, you know, cause she hates wrestling. She didn't want me to watch it anyway. 
because she was just like, fuck this, it's stupid. I don't want to watch this on my TV. And I'm like, well, everybody's coming over to drop money. Fine. And then no one did, and I had to hear about it for like ever. <laughs> Still do. Which is why I'm glad it's on stuff's on Peacock because it's like I'm already paying Peacock, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. If if my wife could eradicate wrestling from the face of the planet, she would happily do it. <laughs> and she would do it for nothing. Like even from the Olympics. It's all gone. No, if that she didn't mind that that wrestling, but pro wrestling. Like if, if she could get away with eradicating pro wrestling, she would do it. Oh, I would figure get rid of the one in the Olympics just out of spite, just to look at the fans and go, now you have nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Like I um yeah, it's it's yeah, it's bad. Like she hates it. I think it's because she had like she has moron relatives that were obsessed with it. Like to the point where like it was just like Hey, everybody's gonna watch wrestling. Like that kind of like, and so her parents were looked at it like, oh, these these idiots are watching this yokel redneck crap. Have you ever thought about writing Hallmark cards? <laughs> like, <laughs> in the thinking of you section, my moron family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to think, I don't I don't think that market's been cornered yet. You might have an inside shot. All right. Sweet. Maybe I can fund the show with it. Here's what we'll do. We'll write a bunch of cards like that and put them on Etsy. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. It'd be like, hi, moron family. <laughs> I just wanted to call, I just wanted to write, give you this card that says you fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> or just the simplistic card, piss off with a palm tree next to it. Or how about, was thinking of you, saw a person walk into a telephone pole and it reminded me of how dumb you are. <laughs> <laughs> here's a picture of a paint can this is smarter than you there you go we've got like six options it took yeah. us 12 seconds and i could even i could even have my wife cross stitch those things so you can frame them and put them on your wall oh that feels and the in the ever so so oddly placed fuck your yankee blue jeans <laughs> You put that in your man cave. And, and for Brian, we could have Bruce Springsteen is not a working man. I went to that. Um, I went to that. I didn't go in, but I I went to Asbury Park. Yeah. And then we walked by the club where they got their start. Like, it was kind of cool to see that. I've never been a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I don't really... Like, I know a couple of the songs, you know, like, and if I hear something, someone's like, hey, you know, that's Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that, but I let the song's fine. Right. Um, that's how, that's how much of a Springsteen. I know more Huey Lewis tunes than I know Springsteen tunes. <laughs> to me, Huey Lewis and Bruce Springsteen should have been a rivalry. <laughs> oh, you're the E Street Band? Well, we're the fucking news. <laughs> Do you remember when Bruce Springsteen and President Barack Obama tried to do a podcast together? No, that sounds awful. Yeah, it went off the air like right away. Wow. Did Bruce start dropping F-bombs or something? I don't know. I never listened to a single episode because the whole time I'm just thinking, I have no interest in what the two of you would possibly talk about. 
It'd be interesting if it's like Bruce Springsteen and like a fucking mental patient. Right. I would listen to that podcast. Like, this is a guy with schizophrenia. <laughs> and this and whoever Bruce... and whoever was with Bruce Springsteen in that episode. <laughs> oh God. I would love for someone to ask Bruce Springsteen. So you wrote the song Because the Night. How does it feel knowing all the girls who sang it did it better? <laughs> like Patty Smith, Cascada, 10,000 Maniacs, Garbage, yeah, all 10,000 Maniacs. Fucking Natalie Merchant. Right? Every time. I always, I, I always thought Natalie Merchant, I was like, I would see her videos when I was like a teenager and I'd see like movies like Judgment Night with Rachel T. Compton, I think it's her name. I was always like, that's Natalie Merchant. <laughs> People would be like, no, that's right. Because she was also like the bait or the one of the guards on Con Air, like the one that like Nick Cage saved from the gross dude. She was, wasn't she? Yeah, okay. And then she was in Judgment Night. She did a lot of movies. I think she was in, wasn't she in The Running Man also? I think so. Yeah. I barely remember that movie, though. It's a good movie. It is. I should rewatch it. Stephen King wrote that book. The Stephen King book. I never, he wrote it under a different name, I think, though. What other name did he use? I know I used to know this. I don't know. And you know what? You know why the people love that movie? Like, it's, Arnold Schwarzenegger, sure, you know, like everyone loved Arnold, but people wanted to see Richard Dawson play a bad guy game show host. And that's why the majority of people were like it. That's why it was like, got press. This is like, Richard Dawson's playing this awful fucking murderous dude, and it's a game show host, so life imitates art. <laughs> oh, he wrote under Richard Bachman. Okay. Sounds like Richard Belzer, right? <laughs> Richard Belzer. It's like if I want to curse somebody, if I like want to do like some weird like, like Richard Belzer, Dave Meltzer. I want to start doing that when I'm like mad and I want to curse somebody. I'm like Richard Belzer, Dave Meltzer, meow, 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 and start coming up with other shit that rhymes like like it's like from Hocus Pocus. Who drank a seltzer? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's Richard Beltzer, Dave Meltzer, Brian Setzer. <laughs> and you oh. end it with I am the stray cat, law and order, five star match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> God damn it. Well, you once drew a pentagram to get out of a fight, so that I wish more people could have seen that. That was fucking epic. I've never seen a guy turn fucking so pasty white in my life. That's one of my favorite stories ever, is when I did that to that guy. Yeah, one of my favorite, it's one of those webcomic things. It's got these two boxers in the ring. The ref says fight. One of the boxers just goes, man. <laughs> And the other guy just taps out right away. <laughs> and they go, what happened? And he says, I know he probably can't, but I'm not taking the chance. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that would be a wise decision, sir. Right? Like, 
just in case, don't do it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the lovely week in wrestling and the upcoming pay-per-view so that I hope aren't lackluster. But yes, there's a big tomorrow's a big night, dude. I was going to say, you really do have something to plug right now. I do. Like, tomorrow night is the uh, premiere watch-along. It's the premiere of it and the watch-along. It just happened to fall on the on the first, like Friday the first. So, uh, episode two of Fantastico Disaster Peace Theater's second season on Troma Now, where we will be watching the 1981 slasher classic film, Graduation Day. I use classic loosely. <laughs> now, gradu- Graduation Day is all right. It's It's... It's not like Friday the 13th or anything, but it's it's fine. You know, it's got its own little story. And uh, my special guest on this episode is none other than Jonah Ray from Mystery Science Theater 3000. And uh, also uh, in the upcoming Destroy All Neighbors. Uh, this, I think he said will be on Shudder. I'm not sure, but it's also it's him with Alex Winters from The Lost Boys. And then, yeah, so that'll it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, and Wacky. This episode's wacky as fuck. <laughs> uh, you get introduced to a new character in this episode, which is really cool. Brand new character no one's ever met before, so that'll be fun. And uh, it's gonna all exclusively on the Troma Now app, so you have to you have to uh, get the Troma Now app to join in on watching. So there you have it. That's it. Tomorrow night, nine p.m. Eastern. Eastern. And 6 p.m. specific time. <laughs> no, p- Pacific time. And, and uh, yeah, it'll be a really good time. And then we'll do a Q&A, which whoever from the crew or cast or whoever wants to join in on the Q&A on Spaces and have they want questions, we're going to, you know, talk about that shit. And it won't be as, like, dreary as my of my weird relationship with professional wrestling. It'll be fun. So join us at Troma Now app, $5 a month, first month free. And there's no better reason than to get Troma Now than right now with the show coming out once a month. So, all right. Everybody, for Jason the Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador Gringo Fantastico, you have been listening to Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. On all of your favorite podcasting platforms. There you go. All right, guys. Take it easy. Have a good night. Uh, No fuckery. Okay? We've seen enough fuckery in the world of wrestling this week. We don't need any fuckery in the real world. Okay? Fuckery is a hilarious word. All right. That's it for us for tonight. Take it easy. No fuckery. Have a good night.